Stop staring me down, Liza. This <laughs> You're making him nervous. <laughs> Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits Ooh. here at the Recycle Garage Where? in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Cool, blimey, go. And that's how you do it, Jeremy. Apparently so. I'll, I'll forget that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Never underestimate me. <laughs> oh, my word. It was such a nice day. I think oh, we're, sh- still, we're still a little punchy. Yes. I think so. But let's get to who's here in the garage. Who, who, who? Hey, everyone. This is Liza. And right about now, Funk Soul Brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right about now. That's uh, Fatboy Slim, is yes, it? Yes, it is. Wow. Yes, it is. Also in the room tonight, we've got Electric Terry. Go electric. Running the board tonight, it's Bagel. Aloha, oi. Mm, was that for Jim? Oh, for anybody who just wants some of that aloha. Okay, then. <laughs> On the classy girl couch. Thank Next you, to all the bottles of gin, we've yeah. got Miss Emma. Hello, darling. Bring the noise. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amanda's like, shit, she He's took mine. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You have a chance you could do it better. Yeah, I'm sure. Also, also on the Classy Girl couch tonight, for the first time, we've got Amanda. Hello. That's all I got. She stole my thunder. Oh, I'm oh. so. Oh, come on, give it a shot. Give it a shot. darling. Give it a shot. Bring the noise. Yeah. Oh, God, no. you did it better. I do it better. Do it better. Come on. Bring the noise. <laughs> That's a question form. <laughs> no, I like that. You see, no, that requires a reply. No, very good. <laughs> nice. There's one guest without a microphone, Liza. Do you want to introduce her? Oh, she will make herself known. <laughs> so, sitting on our next guest lab is Charger, who will make herself known. But also, for the first time here tonight, we've got Shay. Yeah, thanks for having me out. You're welcome. Yeah. What movie is that quote from? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Your favorite movie, Frozen? Terminator 2. Oh, let, what, what's the Frozen song? Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. go. There you go. On the train side of the room, we've got Jeremy. You guys silly? What? What? (laughs) Still going to send it. Come on. What? What? Come on. Larry and Tyser. No, sorry. Knock is not here. He always gets your references. Of course. They're they're terrible. And (laughs) you guys guys need to be more cultured and get on my level. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. I I accept responsibility. Sorry. (laughs) And bringing up the caboose in the train side of the room, we've got James. Hello. Hello, James. Hello. Mm. What was that from? Aloha. That was pretty weak, James. I just gotta say. No, he's well, quoting. He's, caboose, he's so, quoting yeah. Lionel Richie. He, he did it. <laughs> it me. No, it's Adele. Uh-huh. Is it me you're looking Hello. for? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there's a very good chance Knock might come in. You'll tell by the squeaky boots. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But no. Um. Just a a, a small point. I mean, Lionel Richie is hello. Adele's more, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. It's me. So, um, I don't know if I told you yet, Emma, you know, for the Women Riders World Relay, yes. we're going to be having the event up at Moto Guild. That is a great place. The last time we were at Moto Guild was for Dirtbag a, dirt a couple of years ago. Yes. Yes. 
and and they got they got slapped for that. They, that was a lot of uh, yeah. There was a lot of hooliganism. A lot of hooliganism and tire burnouts. Yes, and the neighbors, <laughs> which by the way is a sewage facility and an old prison, complained. <laughs> <laughs> if you no, technically do, it's a brig. If you were doing something to piss off a sewage facility. I, I regard that as an achievement. Um, no, it's going to be a great party. So when is the party? That is going to be in October. But what I wanted to bring up is... Um, we have a new sponsor, and it's Law Tigers. Rawr. And <laughs> Law, Law Tigers wants to use its time, its sponsorship money they're, they're giving us, to highlight different garage shops around the around the, the US that are doing a good job and the first one we wanted to highlight is Moto Guild of San Francisco and the, did you know that there's one in Silicon Valley also I did not. I didn't know that either. I, I didn't learned know about that. that before. I know. It's not online. There's two of them. Okay. When you go to Moto Guild, you can learn how to fix your ride with industry professionals and local Bay Area riders. You can take one of their classes on subjects like valve adjustments, carbs and fuel injection, engine rebuilding, and intro to MIG welding, just to name a few. They have a lot of really good classes there. Mm-hmm. Or you can just go on down there and rent a bench with all the tools that you may need. That's why people come here, because we got the tools. You get a little more instruction there. Plus, they're open many more days of the week than we are. Right. Uh, but Moto Guild, they're locally owned, independent, do-it-yourself motorcycle repair shops, priding themselves on teaching riders to learn and to get hands-on with their bikes. And just like Moto Guild, who's helping the community, Law Tigers is too. And they, they pride themselves on being a resource in the riding community. And you turn to them when you need them. They'll be there. Check out Law Tigers online at lawtigers.com or call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS. And if you're in California and you see the Law Tigers van, go up and say hi. It's going to be Matt or Kelly there. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, awesome. just, just a shout out across from Amanda. If uh, Chargers starts to become a problem, just let me know and I'll um, pull it down. She's getting really friendly over there. With no, uh, <laughs> Amanda's arm is actually looking quite moist already. Am- I think Amanda has a drooling goat that, that butts you in the shins you know, all the time. This is an What's really funny right? is Charger <laughs> seems to know their new guests that we have here, and she always wants to sit herself right between them. Yeah. Yeah. Now she's <laughs> drooling on. On her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Charger. So, yeah, thank you to Law Tigers for coming on as a sponsor. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, and they're also sponsoring the ride in two weeks that um, a few of us are going on. Mm-hmm. The oh, cool. Moto Bird Adventures um, Carrizo Plains. It's going to be in Super Bloom. I wish oh, I wow. could join you on that. That's um, what I bought the CRF for. Yeah. Mm. It's going to be a really good scene. Yes. So um, let's get into what we did today. I fixed three bikes. How many did you fix, Emma? Seven. <laughs> well, no, I didn't fix any bikes. I mean, I, I stood over people and made them do things they didn't want to do. <laughs> Where were you when I needed you? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I know you got down and dirty with the KTM. Well, the KTM, um, I took it to ride yesterday. Last week, I changed out the battery. Mm-hmm. This week, um, I took it for a ride, and as soon as I got on the freeway, I looked down and saw I was doing 112. <laughs> nice. Had a little bit of a panic moment. Um. Realized it had reset to kilometers per hour. That is uh, un-American. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know how to reset it. I somehow turned the ABS brakes off while trying to randomly press buttons. But... Um, 
I looked it up online and I fixed that and I programmed the clock, which I count that as fixing the bike. No, I think that's definitely fixing the bikes. And you know, even towards the end of my time at the dealership, this is, you know, working for so long. In order to program the clocks on some of these bikes, oh. I'd have to get the maker's handbook. Right. Because it's it's so complex on some with the with the the interface where you've got to go in and go into the menu and do this and do this and that is not one of the pitfalls i ever thought of for being a mechanic shop mechanic yeah programming the damn clocks and you got to program the clock that's funny part of the pre-delivery inspection darling and then i went over to my crf so you know mike got that klx about the same time i got the crf right he showed up last week he'd bought some nice uh side racks and and a luggage rack for it Mm mm-hmm well, I cannot be outdone no, by I Mike. Know. That competitive streak so of yours. So I, I uh, sent him a, a message and I said, I see your racks and I raise you one mesh headlight cover. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I, I got the racks installed today and I got the mesh headlight cover coming next. I'm a little concerned about this uh, accessory war that we're going to get into and how far down the road we're going to go. Well, you know he's got the warp nine rims coming. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. It's a slippery slope, Liza. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to have to find something else. Yeah. Oh, maybe a Corbin seat? Ooh. Might be the way to go. fired. Oh, I know, right? Well, <laughs> you know what's going to happen? Guns. Mike's going to get some of those, another pair of those knife blade lovers, and you're going to have to follow them. <laughs> Oh, I think more lights would be next, maybe. Mm, I don't know. We'll some, see. Some big old floodlights. You know, I keep reminding myself, it is a 250. Like, how <laughs> many farkles? I was, All the farkles. And just be <laughs> careful with the electrical accessories. It's got quite a small generator on it. Mm. Yeah, I'm more looking for protection because we are going to be taking it dirt biking. And right. I, I wanted to have the, the stuff on it that will protect it if it goes down. You know, I never even noticed. What kind of bash plate has that thing got on it? It's a plastic one. That's mm-hmm. not I a, have to get that, actu- too. That's actually not a bad thing. Um, the plastic ones can be quite impact resistant. You know, and, and, and not to um, go too far off subject, but this is something that we don't talk about very often. We talk about gear and at-gat, right? Right. But, you know, a lot of us also gear our bikes up for the type of riding we do. Right. And a lot of people here, you guys got sliders on your bikes? Yeah, skateboard wheels and stuff like that. Stuff like that, and you know, putting racks on it, bash mm-hmm. plates. Um, that's a whole nother, a whole nother area of right. really gearing up your and, bike. And choosing the right tires for the kind of riding you're doing. You know, it's all about buying the right thing I for your bike. always choose the tires it came with <laughs> because they're free. There you go. There you go. And then I had uh, fixed the mini bike. Well, I'm going to say that, but I'm waiting for James to jump in and say, no, technically he fixed it. I fixed it. See? (laughs) Now, you showed me the main fuse for that mini bike, and I was quite impressed because it wasn't a blown fuse. It was an exploded fuse. (laughs) It was was missing the plastic. It melted the fuse. No, it, it exploded it. Wow. Well, that's what happens when you try and pull, you know, two hundred pound person on a milk crate oh, <laughs> behind your mini bike. Did it? That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, very too, good. Too many torques. It, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> like that much stress. It's not a good uh, chariot puller. Mm. But hey, I yeah, so I got those done, and so I felt good about that. Emma, what did you get done today? Well, let me see. Um, I arrived fashionably late as usual on the Mutiny. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I was immediately accosted by um, I forget what is that young man's name who's got the Ninja 650 I don't remember his name Um, he was doing a rear brake job on his bike coincidentally as was Henry on the old ST1300 so I kind of had one foot in either rear brake camp and um, going through and helping them out you stole Henry from me I didn't not. You did. He asked me for help, and I was helping him. You gave him poor advice. <laughs> what? No. Um, actually, you know, it's quite a common problem. A lot of um, the 90s Hondas and the later ones that ended up, for whatever reason, with 90s technology, had these Nissan um, Nissin calipers on them and there is a fatal flaw with those things is they are quite easy to strip i have a defense here yes so he came to me and said i have a broken bolt in my caliper and i need to change my brake pads so i said you need to remove the caliper because i needed to take it and put it into the drill press because it was misdescribed by henry it was not a broken bolt was it no it was a it was an allen head right that it's a classic thing, probably at some stage in the past, and I'm not blaming Henry, um, somebody had put an undersized Allen key in it. Usually what I find is a lot of people have uh, imperial-sized Allen keys, mm-hmm. and a 3 is just a little bit too small for a 5mm, but it fits enough that you think it might That's fit. close enough. Yeah, it's close enough, <laughs> and especially if the thing's got a bit of torque on it. Mm-hmm. And that's what had happened, and they just rounded off the hole. Yep. So um, we had to do some fairly drastic measures, and we got it out. So, yeah, I had given him instructions. Right. And then you just jumped right in, which is fine. Thank you for helping him. But, um, yeah, I was. it was a little bit of a competition of whose way would be correct. But, yeah, um, thank you for helping him, and glad he didn't have to take it off. But taking the caliper off isn't that big of a well, deal, is it? Well, you've got to drop the rear wheel. And Why? Because it's the way the caliper's set up on that bike. You actually you, you have to kind of you pull the rear wheel axle out and you might be able to sort of maneuver the uh, the caliper I want to call it the bracket the shoe mm-hmm. out but nine times out of ten you just pull the back wheel out it makes it easy and then you've actually got access to everything I'll be honest I was kind of looking pain. forward to a stuck uh, to a broken bolt that is a challenge I like doing do you like d- dealing with that shit? Uh, that's the worst <laughs> it's worse but sometimes it's like such a triumph it's right? pretty well, satisfying when you, you get one out it, right yeah. I, mean, I know <laughs> until it goes horribly wrong right yeah. and it can be and you know a, a, a caliper especially a Nissin caliper which is very very soft aluminium allied with quite a hard allen bolt in it you've really got to get have your wits about you to get that yeah. right um best done on a drill press and we also had a a, a bike visit us today yes Ooh, it was pretty mm-hmm. yes Very pretty. Ooh. in dolphin friendly blue is that what it's called oh it is isn't it <laughs> no, is it, it is dolphin safe blue are we no. are we talking about the new zero srf by chance yeah, yes there was oh, a zero wow. srf here sea bright blue i believe it's sea bright blue yeah. do you know that's the first one that i've seen running in person yeah i've seen them it might be the only one that's running right now that's the first one i've seen in the wild according to brian it it actually might be i don't know you know uh, except for the ones that they do their marketing stuff with but yeah. but um can't say too much because it was a prototype um no no it's not it's production right yeah no yeah. that particular bike was yeah. a prototype was there's really? a lot of one-off well you, you can oh, tell who okay. who would who somebody looked at the tires down on that thing 
and and they said the tires are totally shot. So <laughs> obviously that thing did not have used tires put on to start with. So it's got six thousand, eight thousand miles on it. Right? No, they weren't shot. I, I noticed that they had just been used thoroughly. Yeah. I was kind of um, surprised. Someone had some fun. Yeah. And you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the finishes on that bike were kind of hokey, like rattle can finishes. No. You know, those mm-hmm. one or two parts. No, he actually showed it, pointed oh, them out and no. said, look, it's... Yeah, I saw the top close. I think that bike has been around for over a year now. It has. It's, it's, it's kind of like a hack. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's one of the R&D bikes, which right. is... You know, nobody sees, but somebody like Brian, who works with the R&D department, they're the ones that right. get to, and their job is to log as many miles in these bikes as they can, figure out what breaks, and then what they do is they go to the engineering team and say, this is the weak point, we've got to right. fix this, and then, you know, the new bikes get the stronger part. And I complained straight away about the engine, well, the motor, whatever you want to you, call you it. You said the color wasn't right. Well, it was the, it was the color of butterscotch pudding, which is not <laughs> a color I would choose for an engine. You know, the battery was Pudding not, goes well, fast. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. But, I mean, pudding, darling. <laughs> butterscotch pudding is not I like a, butterscotch. I know. Everyone likes butterscotch. I like it in a bowl. <laughs> but as a color for an engine, you know, it's, it's not my first choice. I've got to be honest yeah, with so you. Yeah, so I think what he said was that motor was probably rattle can painted where most of the motors are anodized right and it's only because that motor probably went into service probably 18 months ago for testing and got thrown in they're trying to find a weak point on the motor right. so that's why they're just threw this thing in there and it never got to an anodized but i tell you what what a great looking bike yeah it is oh, it looks really good fantastic looking thing yeah i just can't wait to test ride one. Oh, yeah. we still, are we still shooting for that soon. open day? Close your eyes and just dream about what you might have done in a previous life and just try to think about it. I'll just have to imagine what it's uh, like. What do you think, if you were dreaming, what do you think it would be like? Like, how do you think it would like turn or how do you think it would... Like, um, I, like I will, I will say that sitting on the bike, you know when you sit on a bike and just kind of close your eyes and you see, you try and remember what bike it feels like, all that body position, it kind of reminded me like the Diaval. Yeah, it's kind of mm. got that feel to it. it. Though it looks more like a sport bike, but surprisingly, the seat was low. It, so I'm guessing that it's going to feel somewhat like the Diavol. If the, in, if the motor's anything to go by, it's going to be like eating butterscotch pudding, oh my. <laughs> which is oh very my. nice. <laughs> so we um, yesterday, we took a field trip. Road trip. Yeah. Road trip. Uh, Emma Bagel and I. And I'd like to say this worked out perfectly well. <laughs> Bagel and I were riding together from Santa Cruz. Emma was coming up from Monterey. Because we, yeah, I mean, we slightly different routes. And for me to have ridden to the garage because it was quite an early start. I mean, I try not. Shay will understand this completely. I try not to get her started too early in the morning. Yeah, you know, all this <laughs> wake up at two a.m. Un- or un- two p.m. Un- yeah. Unpleasantness about being up and about before ten. You know what I don't like before ten is it's just still a little chilly, and you can put on right clothes to. But if you just wait till ten, then it's good. But anyway, so it was an early start. So I said to Liza, <laughs> "I'll meet you there. I'll mm-hmm. meet you there." I knew we were due at the destination at ten a.m. And you were leaving the garage here at nine, weren't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. And I just thought, now I'll meet you there. And we met on the freeway. Oh, nice. Yep. It just worked That's out really cool. so perfect. Just Emma just pulled right out. Hey, Wait, you guys hey. didn't have each other on GPS or anything? You just, no, no, no. It just it just happened. Just serendipity. That's what happens when you're on time. How freaking random is that? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not random when you're on time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but on time to like the second, that's kind of difficult. Yeah. 
Hey. Not for me. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm one of those weirdly punctual people. But no, it it worked out really well. We met just south of Gilroy. Um, there's a little stretch just before the 25 Hollister turnoff. And we met right there and just cruised in the rest of the distance together. Yeah. And one of the um, one of the stops we made yesterday... Was? Um, we went to Harley-Davidson. We did. And um, I, I guess we might as well get into the Harley bashing now. <laughs> no, um, you, no, you but, can get but, into the Harley bashing. <laughs> there was a little Harley bashing. We were playing some games, but it was also equally met with the nicest people ever you have to know we pulled in on a, a, a laker sport bike <laughs> a, a ktm and a vespa <laughs> with, with the and glove box missing we're very aware of the stairs we were getting at from all the patched members sitting in the parking lot right on their bikes uh-huh but as soon as we stepped foot in that place everyone was so nice mm-hmm. and we met uh fast freddy in there who worked there rock steady freddy rock steady freddy <laughs> and immediately i said <clears throat> not knowing anything about us but i said you know we, we're not riding harleys and he's like oh yeah i yeah, noticed we know what you're riding <laughs> i noticed what bikes would you put us on play matchmaker for us freddy Okay, and um, <clears throat> I think he did a pretty good job. I he he absolutely nailed my choice. Um, so Bagel, what did he what did he put you on? I think didn't he put me on the Sportster or something? Or I a, think this is. I forget now. I think he put you on a Dyna. It, it, it was a Harley. <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> that clears it up. Yeah, is that a? I think that's a Dyna. It's just a nice. Wait, does yeah, Dyna? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and his argument the for thin, the... thin, tall front yeah, wheel. Yeah, mm-hmm. his argument Spoke. for the Dyna was it's the same weight as a Sportster. You know, nice oh, yeah. low seat. It's easy handling. It's got more power than a Sportster. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's a nice handling bike. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then Miss Emma, he nailed you. Absolutely. He 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 said, look, you're very classic looking. I've got the headband. Going to put you on a Heritage Softail. There you go. Yep, lots of chrome, and nice I, classic look. I felt yeah. very mm-hmm. at home on that bike. And then he looked at me, <laughs> and he said, "I think you like the bling." <laughs> and he put me on a custom chopper with a lots of performance machine parts. Now he was saying that bike was built by a country music guy, and I can't remember. Jamie. Curtis? I think so. I forget. I'm I'm not a country music aficionado, I'm afraid. But that bike had had a ton of money spending on it. Somebody who builds custom bikes can like this bike's had a ton of money thrown at it. Yeah. Um, And I was able to go down and say, Oh, that's a performance machine. Oh, this is a headwinds headlight and like he was kind of surprised (laughs) that I knew what all these components are. But I think I think he he mentioned that I mean, somebody had spent about forty grand building this thing, and they wanted like twelve grand for it. Just get it out the door. Yeah, you know, so a bargain for somebody. So that was really, really fun to go around, sit on bikes, right. and um, then we also played the which one would you take home game. Right. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going with one of the big baggers. Yep. I mean, I just it's luxury. There, uh, there was one with the burnt orange color oh, stereo that, that system. Oh, that was the CVO one. The, the CVO. Oh, $42,000. I've bought houses for less than I'd that. I'd be proud to ride that. <laughs> yeah. And then, Emma, Yes. no shocker, which did you choose? I think the one he put me on. The one he put you on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it. look, in my head, 
a Harley Davidson looks like a heritage soft tail. I mean, it's, it's the quintessential Harley. Mm-hmm. It's yep. got like big fat fenders and white wool tires, and it, it's just a it's a pleasant place to be. So um, I'm assuming this this dealership didn't have any. Um, Prototype Demi no. Livewire. No. Did, the, no. So, anyway. no, he he's expecting the Livewire in August. August. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, so did you guys ask him any questions about it? Like, what do you think? I'm curious to see what Harley dealerships in the head. I did ask think him, about this. and he is. He he was quite candid about it. He says I'm reserving judgment. Reser- he's reserved. Okay. He's, right. he's reserving judgment until it arrives. I mean, ultimately, the the Livewire. It may be a very good motorcycle. It may, may be a very flawed motorcycle. Really, it doesn't matter. It's going to get a lot more people interested in bikes. Right. And if it gets more people through the door of the Harley-Davidson dealership, even if they don't end up buying a live wire, they buy something else, or they go home, look at Craigslist, and buy a used Harley, right. or even another bike, it's going to be ultimately a good thing for all and When of they us. buy that used Harley, that means that owner can upgrade. To a new Harley. To a new Harley, mm-hmm. exactly. And then Bagel. Yeah. What bike did you pick? You actually, this was a surprise. Well, this was this was a really <coughs> tough decision for me because <coughs> I, I'm used to bikes that are like half of the weight of Harleys. <laughs> so Try a quarter. Eh, like well, an no. eighth. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so everything was just way too big and, and oversized for my taste. Um and it, it's one of the salespeople had suggested a Sportster at one point, but I, you know, I, and actually, that's the one Harley that I've actually ridden as a Sportster, <laughs> and nearly killed myself on it when I made it, tried to make a turn and didn't realize how much counter steering you got to use on a bike that heavy. Um, so, um, and, I, and I and I sat on the Sportster, I didn't like how it felt really top heavy. Um, and you were eyeing the Fat Bob. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was looking at the at the Fat Bob. Uh, I was looking at the Fat Boy also, and the uh, the five hundred too, because mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was that was the smallest bike that that they had right. there, and that was kind of the most comfortable to me in terms of of size and weight. But both of you just scotched that idea right no, off no, the bat. No. <laughs> no, so, no. what bike would you take home? So, I decided that that if I if I had to take a Harley, it would be a Fat Boy. Nice choice. You know, and he's a dead ringer this, for this Arnold very, very Arnold. Yes. He's a dead ringer for Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I can give understand Give me your motorcycle. Give me your clothes and your boots. Full throttle baby bottle. Yeah, no, we, no, I mean. We, so we, spent some, we spent some time there, sat a lot, a lot of bikes, uh, talked to the people who worked there, had a good time. But here's where the bashing begins, because we played one more game. Yep. And Amanda, I'm going to hand you my phone, and you can swipe left to scroll we each went around and looked at the harley branded items and we each picked out one that we thought was the most ridiculous branded harley branded item i found the nice carafe and glass set okay I was like, what? <laughs> what? Uh, now i am going crystal, to i believe right i am going to argue this point okay because you'll see my um, my opponents here, who also made choices that are all fashion based. Yes, and I believe that Harley Davidson, even though they do sell motorcycles, they do sell even more fashion. Oh yeah. 
I do not count a carafe and glass set as fashion. For, for carafe and glass, can you translate for those of us that aren't like uh, posh? Posh living. The thing they put, the waiters put your water in. A fancy pitcher and glasses. It's a water pitcher. Ah, okay. It's a water okay. pitcher. Okay. Okay. Is that meant for alcohol or is that just lemonade like the picture shows? <clears throat> the picture shows lemonade. Okay. You put, All right. You so, can put so gin that's, in it, darling. That's my argument of why that's ridiculous. Okay. Bagel. Yeah. What did you choose and why are you uh, going to defend it? Uh, I picked the uh, the Harley uh, dog shirt that's Chihuahua sized. <laughs> that was in the pet section. It was in the pet section, and it was an actual Harley shirt for for a tiny tiny dog, just because that just doesn't seem to go at all with. And I mean, it, it was a mechanic shirt, right? And um, it's just adorable. Though. I mean, sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I suppose the mechanic shirt is, is sort of along that lines, but but I mean. Uh, Chihuahua just doesn't seem to fit with a Harley. <laughs> I mean, it, the, the <laughs> what what color was this shirt, Bagel? It was gray, and uh, there was a, like a dog bone shape on the left side, mm-hmm. which said Harley Davidson. Yeah. Do you remember what it said on the right? Ah, uh, I forget. It was an oval badge. Yes. And it said Woof. Woof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I disagree, Bagel. I think a, a Chihuahua does go with a Harley quite well. Really, a, a tiny dog with a big, loud bike. It's well, better than a well, husky. Hold on, hold on. It is a lot of <laughs> a, a husky, a, a chihuahua is a small dog, but all it does is make a hell of a lot of noise and not do too much. So what does a Harley do? It shoots them Sorry about that. All right, all right. And then, Emma, so you're going to make your plea here, and then Amanda and Shay, you two get to decide who the winner is. So, okay. so now, before right. we go any further, mm-hmm. I mean, I am going to defend my choice. Oh, please do. As a tigress defends her young. But you know you would buy them. I'm going to. (laughs) So I fell in love with the jolly natty. Um, I suppose. What would you call them, Amanda? Fuck me sandals, I suppose. Um, So um, there's summer footwear, summer footwear with um, a four or a five inch cork heel and about a one inch platform underneath. Nice sort of black sort of leatherette crisscross straps. Mm Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. With a Harley Davidson shield in metal on the front straps. They're mm. good looking woman's sandal shoes. Exactly. And the, the reason I found it incongruous because I can't think of anything less suitable for riding around on a motorcycle <laughs> with. True. And, you know, it's. Actually, it's, they're perfect for Daytona. <laughs> really? Mm hmm. Okay, but they're not flip flops. <laughs> you see, and and that's it because if I'm going somewhere like um, Corbin's on the Fourth of July or you know the Hollister Rally, mm-hmm. I will pack shoes in my um, backpack because mm-hmm. obviously I don't want to be slipping around in motorcycle boots. Do you have the uh, bitch fell off T-shirt with oh. you as well? Well, we got a new voice. Wait, Hi. your boots didn't squeak. We I, couldn't I hear you told him in. to take them off, and he didn't do it. Hey, how you guys doing? All right, she's Amanda. This is Amanda and Shay, and they are about What's to declare up? one of us the winner. Of so, what? Of who found the most out. ridiculous Harley-branded item at the uh, Harley-Davidson dealership. I thought it was like tax-free for life. So, in, <laughs> awesome. In conclusion, the, incongru- the incongruity of these heels is, yeah, I mean, I could almost understand if they were flip-flops. Okay. Bike but this is around. only a two-hour show, so we need to let them make the Well, I'm decision. stating my case, darling, because I want to clearly be the winner. Cause I, want I the know. Prize. So, um, yeah, so over to Remember, you, Amanda and Shay. Remember, fashion. All right, so we'll, we'll fashion. 
these shoes look like they were like taken from Payless and then sewn stuck <laughs> a Harley sticker on them. So. I, I like them. I like them already. Hold on. I like them already. Amanda, would you wear that style of shoe? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, the the dog outfit. I mean, it's pretty cute, but it's it's kind of weird that it's a Harley. Um, I think I'm gonna go with the dog outfit be, being Ooh. being the, the most out of place for the Harley Ooh, brand. Okay. Ooh. So. Okay. Oh, Amanda, what are you choosing? Um, I think the drink craft is the weirdest. Ooh, I'm gonna say that her vote counts more, and I oh, win. Oh man. Ooh, <laughs> 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 the drink craft one is a little weird, but I can but, I can wait, see I mean, someone putting think? that in their bag and going for a picnic or something, you know. But I will say, Emma, I think the people's vote on Facebook went with you. Okay, so we all win. No, Bagel lost. Let's uh, just call it uh, Well, fine. <laughs> but, um, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, isn't that good? So uh, besides going to visit Harley-Davidson and accidentally having a Michelin star lunch. Yeah, that was... Which, prob- in, in all honesty, you heard us arguing. It was between Sizzler... And this random place that Bagel Whoa, picked. This whole yeah. Mediterranean place. Sizzler is still around? Sizzler? Yes, and it is as good as ever. I thought, uh, I thought that like Sizzler, Caro's, and Chili's are all like the same that? mashed conglomerate. Like, Pretty much. Pasted. Destroyed by well, millennials. I mean, uh, the, the food is mashed. Yeah. I didn't know you guys rode to Oklahoma. <laughs> um, we had a, we had a fine lunch, but before that, the reason we went uh, right. over the other hill to Morgan Hill was to visit uh, Amanda and Shay. And Amanda had actually reached out to us, mm-hmm. and I wanted to thank you and said, "Hey, you have to come see." Did you call him your boyfriend, fiance? What'd you say? Probably fiance. My fiance is doing this really cool thing. And My you guys man's should know That's about. Right. Should have said that. <laughs> My man. He's all electric and shit. <laughs> and, and there were the words electric and speed racer. Are you dropping uh, trains over there, James? I think I broke the shelf. That was a priceless oh. train. That- um, but yeah, I, I, there was electric, there was motorcycle, there was speed record. I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. So, um, Shay, explain to us exactly what you were doing in your garage. All right. In my garage. Well, um, I've I've been building motorcycles for a long time. Um, Harleys, Hondas, you know, whatever was cheap. And I started a project where I kind of wanted to build like a, something really big and take on a big project and I, I'm building a, a land speed motorcycle to break the electric streamliner record um, in my garage and I used to have a fairly big shop but we moved out to Morgan Hill we've kind of downsized so now um, I'm working out of a barn and a 20 by 20 garage setup to kind of um, put together this machine that hopefully I'll be able to break the land speed record uh, you know all the calculations and everything I've done um, show I can do it. So the the big task is just putting in the work and trying to make sure I get everything tightened down, and we should be ready to run <coughs> this, so Shay, this summer. Shay, current question is: Yeah, what what's the current uh, streamliner land speed record for an electric motorcycle? So the, this is I, question. I get a little confused by this too because you have um, the the SCTA, the Time Association, and then you also have FIM, or mm. which is which is FIA as well, I guess, uh, yeah. or something like that. So there's a couple different records there, and when I go through the rule book, it basically 
says Lightning has the ele- fastest electric motorcycle. Mm. And but but they're not streamlined, are they? Exactly right. So there's different classes, but it's all a Z class, and and there's also a Steam class and a bunch of weird stuff. Steam, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Steam's not electric. No, I'm just saying there's all these weird <laughs> yeah. classes, right? So yeah. there's not enough people in the electric class for them to like kind of break it up in the rule book. So I think right. it's open. So if I go out there and run 10 miles per hour, I'll probably get a record. But that's <laughs> right. that's pretty lame. I could probably push it. Hold on, like, hasn't Ugh. Amanda pushed you faster yeah. than that? <laughs> Down the driveway. <laughs> yeah, so I'm fastest. I just broke a record, I guess. <laughs> so I think I mentioned to you, Southside, there's a girl uh, named Eva Hankinson, I think it is. Yeah, Hakonen. She did like it. Yeah. Oh, say that again, somebody? Eva Hakonen. Okay. Um, was Swedish, is that it? Uh, Finnish. Finnish. Yep. So uh, she did a... It looked like a streamliner, but it had a third wheel, like a out to the side sidecar, sidecar. Yeah. yeah. So she's in. A, she would be in a different class, right? Yeah, and she did the FIM. I'm pretty okay. sure because yeah. I, I tried to figure out because I was trying to market this whole thing after a while, and I tried to figure out, you know, what am I trying to break here? <laughs> and I, I want to just break them all. I mean, that's kind of the point. Right. Just be the fastest that, electric motorcycle. That, that thing was huge. Even if she took that third wheel off. That thing only went like 240 miles an hour or something. Uh, right? on the re- it went slow on the return, but on the way there, it went like 270-something. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. So I think, I, I don't know what so happened. What, what was the average? It was 249. 249. So, yeah. you, so if you break 250, whether it's three wheels or two wheels, you've broken every record. Yeah, and that's kind of the plan. I mean, I've done some math. I'm, I'm an engineer. Um, so I took the road load equation and, and put in kind of some some generalized numbers with some efficiency losses and stuff like that. Um, and, it, you know, a, a couple people agree with their own equations that I can get up to 300 over a five-mile course. And wow. the five-mile mm. course would take a lot of energy, and the battery I have might not make it. But, I mean, baby steps, you know. I, I haven't even gone out and run anything yet. So, so let's, let's go back to where this whole crazy idea came yeah. from. How the hell do you think yeah. of this shit? And, and let's go back further. <laughs> yeah. How about your motorcycle experience? How did you get into this world? Let's see. Um... I was just—I I never was allowed to have a motorcycle when oh, I was a kid. Oh, you poor thing! Right? That's how it starts. Uh, you right? had trauma yeah. at a young age, oh. and my revolting. My dad would it. ride one. I think he sold it, and I lived—I oh. lived here in Los Gatos. And I found this guy who was selling like a CT90 for, mm. I think it was a 67 or a 69 for 300 bucks. Sounds about right. I bought it. I cleaned out the carburetor and then I hid it from my parents for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And That's it was awesome. at my friend's house. We would go crash it, like crash yeah. on gravel. And his dad would like, you know, clean us out and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it en- ended up like, uh, I brought it up to Santa Cruz and my girlfriend at the time had her roommate crashed into a fire hydrant in front of a police officer <clears> and he <throat> took it. And oh. that was my first motorcycle experience. Oh. So But from there, I just kind of bought like piles of junk from the junkyard and I would take them apart because I just wanted to learn. I'm one of those kids that would like take apart a Walkman and it would be in a thousand pieces. And I figured out like three things and I was like, sweet, you you know, I feel you. So I started, I started kind of chopping them up and welding them. So I started making choppers and then I got a job at a motorcycle shop in North Carolina called ECCC, East Carolina Custom Cycles. And this is maybe like 2003, 2004. Mm-hmm. And we were doing, you know, West Coast chopper frames. Like, you know, the, the whole, that was the craze. We were building like yeah. $70,000 motorcycles. This is like circa, oh, like, oh, five, oh, eight. Yeah, era. motorcycle mania, biker yeah. build-off was, was going strong. I was right there with it. Jesse yeah. James, Jesse James. I mean, it was cool stuff. And it, that whole time I was working at the shop, my boss was nice enough to let me use the shop at night. So I would build just wild, the Cheap, cheapest way I could go, like make everything myself. You know, I mm-hmm. made like a, a master cylinder for my motorcycle because I couldn't Wait. find one kind of yeah. thing. So. You made a master cylinder? Yeah, I b- bored it out and bought like the, the seals and everything and made Whoa. my own master cylinder. That's impressive. So, yeah, th- and that's kind of like where I learned how to TIG weld and, and machine stuff. And 
Uh, ended up moving back to California maybe 2009, and I stopped working on motorcycles, but I was still building them for fun. Yeah. And uh, I went to went to school for machining, and when I moved back here, I was kind of like, well, I need to go back to school because I was doing um, professional BMX. Uh, the last name. Nyqu- okay, you didn't even mention that one yesterday. Yeah. Well, my, lot of my last name's Nyquist. If you guys know who Ryan yeah. Nyquist oh, is, it rings a bell. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, oh. That makes sense. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if anyone caught on to that. But. Yeah. Okay. He's, a, he's a freak of a human being. On he a is. He's a, he's a legend. So, yeah. and I used to do that too. I did photography for like six years. So wait, are Shit. you a little brother? I'm the little brother. Yeah. Oh. He's the middle, and then there's an older one as well. So. Got okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so moved back here, and I went back to school for aerospace um, when I was, I think, like 27 at sure. San Jose State. Goddamn rocket scientist. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> the senior project was a, was a liquid bipropellant rocket engine that we built and test fired in Wyoming. So wow. That was, nice. that was really cool. I understand some of those words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then I just kind of I, I kept building, kept building my garage, kept building for friends. Um, you know, for a while there, I was like, oh, I can do this for a living, but it's just too much to build for other people. Mm. So I enjoy just kind of making weird stuff. I think most of the things I touch probably lose value. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I enjoy them. You know what I mean? So when, when it comes down to the end product, it's something I really like, and I really like the process of building it. You know, riding yeah. is awesome, but I really enjoy just being out in the garage making weird stuff. Yeah. That's know? a cool feeling, man, just be able to ride on things that you just Oh, sure. You these ideas yeah. you have in your head, and they materialize through just a little bit of effort. You know, and you're like, damn. Yeah. So we good, still man. we still have a small bridge gap here. Mm-hmm. You did tons of great. You know, you made your own master cylinder, all sorts of. What made you make? Made you want to go electric? Yeah. So the electric thing. After I graduated from school, I went directly into a battery job. Um, I worked for a battery company in, in Hayward, and it, a really good opportunity because I didn't have. Versus? Um, no, different oh, one. Okay. Yeah. I'm aware of them though. They're, they're, they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. This was uh, more of overseas. It, it was directly Chinese manufacturing, and we were building for the Indian bus market for okay. uh, what's now Cummins. Um, and it's super great opportunity because I was the one of the only engineers from the beginning, mm. and I had some. Wait, step back real quick. Cummins, yeah. the diesel company. Yeah, they're moving. Is doing electric, electric? Drive, electric drive trains. Oh wow! Yeah, I, wow. This is why I told you, Terry. You want to be here. Yeah. This guy is in the scene that we don't know anything about. Yeah. Like we know about. Electric motorcycles. There's apparently a whole world hey, of other well, electric at, stuff. At every, any point, at any point if we talk about something that's not supposed to be known, just tell us and Liza will back us up and no, delete it for a I, second. I think you can Google that. I mean, okay, okay. Just so you know, everyone's doing electric. Yeah. Yes. Regardless, you think, oh, it's, like they're not going to do it. Like Peugeot and Volvo in, and all these people are probably ten, all have their own drive. Ten trains. years, everybody will be on electric. Motor. It is the future. There's no doubt. Yeah. It's for sure. just you know we got to get there. Yeah. So I, that job was great because I I got to work on my professional engineering career which was like submitting drawings like you know yeah. the, all that stuff which I really didn't have and previously I, I had started an electric bike company called Vintage Electric Bikes mm-hmm. yes. which was my first kind of electric knock uh, I showed you the picture yeah, yeah, the bicycle, more like bicycle sized ones right yeah, yeah they're, yeah. they're oh, bicycles yeah. they go like 30 miles an hour yeah. and they have a little cast aluminum box for the yeah. battery okay. so 30 Jay miles an hour on a bicycle is fucking scary man oh, yeah. it is a little yeah. scary <laughs> alright so for people who want to google it because they are cool looking what's the name of the bike again it's called Vintage Electric Bikes and it was me and a buddy on <clears> Andrew Davidge who started him. Mm-hmm. Right. Great looking thing. I mean, it's like a vintage Schwinn. 
and yeah. it's got this this V-shaped aluminum box, which I guess contains the um, the battery, a, yeah, the battery and, and the controller, and the controller. Um, I rode it. Wonderful, awesome. <laughs> fun as hell to so, ride. Oh yeah, is that have a feature on Jay Leno? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I saw that. Yeah. So it. is that casing like cast aluminum or plastic? It is. It's a. So that was kind of the the, the point of it was we wanted the when I when I was with it because I'm not, I'm not with it anymore. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was we want we didn't want to build junk. We didn't want sure. to, to build a disposable electric bicycle. We wanted to build something that was pretty and was for the guy that had disposable income that wanted to ride around the pits at the race or take mm-hmm. it down take it down to Carmel for Pebble Beach or something. Nice. So we we actually um, 3D printed that first casing. Well, we, the first one we made out of foam. Yeah. And then we had it. We sent it out to Kearney's, um, I think, and they, they casted the first setup. So those were all cast in the United States. Nice. We would post machine what, them in-house in Santa Clara. What uh, what year was this around? Uh, that was maybe 20, 2012. I saw one wow. of these up at uh, so just kind of the rise Wait. of, like, SLA type. Not SLA, but uh, uh, the... The one where they squirt it out of the nozzle, oh, like the object. I, yeah, that's been around for a long time. I, yeah, I missed part of this. I just saw the picture. Liza handed me a phone. Mm-hmm. These, did you guys ever make those packs for a company called like Juiced Bikes by chance, or was that something different? I think that's different. Uh, that's different. The, the, the battery packs were like off the shelf, so this right, was just right. like a. We were just assembling electric bikes to that's look cool. cool. We would do like custom powder coat. Dude, that thing looks amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really mm-hmm. cool. They're really awesome bikes. Um, the all new all models are, really, are even better. They have like a, a Makita or like a, a drill style like lock battery that you can take mm. off with a leather handle mm-hmm. so you can leave your bike outside locked up and pull your battery and take it upstairs and charge yeah, it. That's sweet. Like that. Sweet. Yeah, they're really cool. It's like the key in the battery. You know? Yeah. 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 So, so that that was kind of your introduction into two wheeled electric. Yeah, basically. Um, and the whole reason he he came to me to help him because he had an idea was because I was just a fabricator. I made stuff. Um, yeah. But from there, um, yeah, I just start, started doing a lot of battery design, and I started working at a company called SF Motors, where I did um, some of their prototype style packs, like big cars, car packs, hundred kilowatt hours, mm. you know, eight hundred kilowatts like big stuff wow um and now i just uh you know i was working with cummins or a company that was you know was bought by cummins and they had given me a drivetrain which was like a, a ukm motor and a controller and an old battery to recycle and they the the motor and the drivetrain was payment for recycling the batteries because mm-hmm. the batteries are hard to get get away from and uh we had just been it was sitting in the shop and i was going to just sell it off and try and make like little e-bike batteries out of it and we went to bonneville to the mike cook shootout and i was just sitting there looking at everyone's motorcycle going like man like when I look at these online, like my brain thinks that they're like rocket ships. I mean, they are. But then when you see them in person, you see like, you see the welds and you see like the hard the hardware store parts and stuff, and you're like, man, like I could build one of these. They're air you know? submarines. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but they're, I mean, you'd be surprised like how much, um, like on the fly engineering goes into mm-hmm. them. I mean, yeah, some of the ones that are going super fast have been built for like ten years. But we met a, a gentleman named Jack Costello who builds builds them in his mm-hmm. garage, and he has. One of them had like an old uh, Chinese mountain bike lever for the parachute pole, and he had cut like a pair of handlebars and just turned it up. And I'm like, "That's your handlebars?" Like, yeah, you know. He had a shopping cart in the back where he was like prototyping new steering systems, and he had stolen a shopping cart, <laughs> cut it, and put his own steering system on it. So, it's wow. it's a really weird community of all types of people, 
and uh, after going there, I just kind of got the bug and came back and I started drawing, going on SolidWorks and trying to figure out like how I can figure this. And it just kind of worked out, you know. I, I don't have that much money in it compared to most people, so it's been kind of a labor of love, and you know, just kind of put money in here and there. Now, did you already have any of the components, like the motor, the batteries? Yeah, so the, the motor I had gotten through that deal, and the mm-hmm. batteries were in its own configuration, and they were at eighty percent SOH, which is state of health. So they've already been used pretty hard, mm-hmm. and most times people take those out, um, but. At that level, they still have what's like eighty uh, percent of their energy, mm-hmm. and I just overbuilt the battery, and I did a bunch of discharge testing to see if they had it. It's an iron fo- lithium iron phosphate cell. So, so Liza, I, I talked to him about this outside, and lithium iron phosphate is typically very heavy for for a battery. It's very stable, mm-hmm. but it's very heavy. But for a land speed record bike. Weight really doesn't matter, right? Because yeah. you're just trying to push through that air, and you actually want as much weight on that back wheel as you can get. Yeah. You well, yeah, time. we saw the cage on this thing. This is yeah, uh, it's no joke. No There's joke. a lot of steel, and I, I went with a like the rule book basically says go with DOM tubing. You can use yeah. chromoly or regular. So there's a lot of things yeah, you have same. to uh, use that they tell you to use. So it's not like you're just flying blind kind of thing. And you had a motor that we cannot talk about. Yeah. That's it. He, he kept it under. <laughs> he kept it under a blanket so we couldn't even see it. Yeah, it's a, It's just been. It's been touched by um, some people, and they don't really want it to be out there, kind of thing. So um, you're gonna have to put it in the bike at some point. Yeah, of course. And then I'll put the covers on the bike. Um, it's 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 modified. It's it's kind of like a pre-Tesla drive unit that's been used as a test bed, mm-hmm. and it's been modified. So it has 200 kilowatts, which should be enough. That's about 260 horsepower. So that, that's that's absolutely plenty. Yeah. <laughs> like like if literally you went half throttle for the first half of the run, and then like I said, when you hit that aerodynamic wind force, then turn it up because because any for anybody that knows electric motors. Um, Electric motors are based on continuous power, not peak power. Like, like if you took the smallest electric motor that went an electric scooter that Bagel might ride, you could actually dump like 3,000 amps into that thing <laughs> for about a second, yeah. and it could have like 200 horsepower for one second, mm. but then it would blow up. Right. Right. Yeah. But uh, So it's all about heat dissipation for motors. Yeah. And, and, and I don't want anyone to get the idea that this thing is comfortable. Emma and Bagel, oh, you yeah. guys both shoved yourselves in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. How did that feel in the cockpit, Miss Emma? Snug. Yes. Um, <laughs> you you don't actually get in this thing. You put it on. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like fitting fitting into a shoe. It, it's definitely fitting into a shoe. There is a technique for getting into it. Yep. Um, the most restrictive thing was, was me actually getting um, my thighs in there because yeah. the, the cage is so narrow. I'm looking at this thing yeah. right um, now. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's yeah. It, Getting my pelvis well, through it and was kind of pop. It's not like your arms have much room to no, move no. either. It and is snug. And and the, the steering levers are on the sides right next to your legs. So your arms are like squeezed between your legs and the side yeah. of the bike to, to operate these levers. So, I mean, there is there is like no room to move around in there so, at all. <laughs> so is there any like a particular reason why you built kind of like an upright cockpit as opposed to like a face-down, ass-up kind of version of this? Face-down, ass-up. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you didn't even- so I like to ride motorcycles, like, right? That's right. Like pro 
alone. Because when he hits the wall, because I mean, he I've wants seen, to hit it feet first. <laughs> There's yeah, still uh, like, I mean, I've seen other streamliners or, where they're or, or, like or forward, recumbent but, or recumbent. Like yeah, this, yeah. Uh, recumbent, well, right? that's recumbent. That's a recumbent style. Yeah. So um, the the other side is leaning forward, right? Which would be yeah. a traditional motorcycle. Right. Um, the issue with that, and I didn't know it when I went that direction, but I basically was just kind of thinking, how can I fit my body in and yeah, laying yeah. down in that position? And I went through a couple versions of sit on bikes that I was going to partial fairing and build out but mm-hmm. um, turns out that the, the gentleman Jack Costello that I was talking about he had built what I call the flying helmet and I don't know what he calls it but yeah. it is literally a helmet with like 15 feet of fiberglass behind it and you lay you lay in it and you inch you inchworm into it and I think he, what he was telling me is that the, the rule books said that you can't run an effective head and neck device, a Hans device on it. Mm. So he can't run the mo- the motorcycle anymore. Mm. And it was a motorcycle because it was two wheels, yeah. but it was completely flat on the bottom. So it actually only had the one inch of ground clearance and you couldn't fall over. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, he's been traditionally a, a rule bender. So yeah. they've been kind of... Uh, not using a lot of things that he does, so it's it, it's a it's definitely a good way to get your cross sectional area down to lean forward like that. Yeah, and that is the best way to get the most speed out of the least amount of power. But they're kind of eliminating that from the the series, I guess. And okay. it's, it's a bit of a bummer because uh, he put a lot of time into that and everything too. So now yeah. you two are putting components from other things in it. I mm. believe I saw was there part of a bicycle in there. Or was that? Uh, oh, they, no, that was a brake lever. Yeah, yeah. But gotta, also, I think you have uh, something. Maybe you could purchase at Home Depot. <laughs> What's that? The hose clamps, or no? The uh, no, no, no. <laughs> the the method of putting oh, yeah. down the outrigger yeah. wheels. So the the other the other thing is it's a streamliner. So I'm sitting inside of it, and it's not a motorcycle, so you can't put your feet down. So we yeah. I discussed with a couple people about what the the method for that was, and one guy, Duncan Keller, who's like an old timer, was saying that they used to just have someone stand over it. And then yeah. they would like birth the bike and be like, "Here, you you start go," you know, with no legs or anything. And then yeah. they they would drive and catch it when it stopped. So I was like, "Oh yeah, Amanda, Amanda could just do that for me. She could stand over and hold it up, and then we could go." And then tur- turns out the bike's like fifteen hundred pounds, so that might not be the most effective method. So I, I had a couple options as to what I could do to have kind of retractable arms, and I ended up going with a Harbor Freight trailer jack. That I flipped it upside down because it has an Acme screw in the inside. Yeah. Yep. Which which is technically like a positive lock, so it can't slip or slide or anything. Sure. And then I, I cut a Makita impact drill into three pieces, <laughs> and I put it, put it onto the, the Harbor Freight jack, and then I put the, the trigger and a little 3D printed piece up on mm-hmm. the, the piece. So you can basically, nice. just like a Makita drill, you can flip directions with the little like slide-through thing and then pull the trigger, yeah. and it'll it'll retract the arms down with a linkage that are attached to the Harbor Freight jack. So it has landing gear. It has landing awesome. gear, yeah. So. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was, I mean, I have a couple of videos on YouTube. Um, you can check them out, and they they kind of show the process of some of the other designs I was trying to go for, which is like a cable pull or a hydraulic kind of thing. So. Yeah. so right now, there's no skin on this. <clears throat> there's no motor or batteries in it. You're still just building the, the chassis. But yeah. you've taken it for a couple test rides. Yeah. So we, how, how did that I've work? Had, I've had everything in it. I've had everything oh, in it. It's pretty. Oh, that's right. it's, it's pretty much ready for its pre-final assembly. If that makes sense. I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I haven't painted it. I got to put all the components in and make it go. But um, I was a little worried that it might be pretty hard to steer because it's two levers and you're sitting down mm. and you're strapped in and you have no control. So um, we pushed it down to the end of the driveway, which we have maybe a 300, 400 foot driveway and Amanda 
gave me a shove <laughs> down the driveway. And it was my job to figure out how to oh avoid the potholes and, yeah. and try and do everything else. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty interesting. But I think after maybe four tries... I got it up pretty stable, around five miles an hour. Cool. Um, so it's it's fairly stable. There's a lot of um, pre-counter steering, especially for the slow speeds. I mean, once sure. you get the speed, that's going to be like a motorcycle where you just apply pressure in one direction yeah. and uh, it'll lean yeah, over. You figure so. you get way more stable the faster you go, right? Yeah. Like Absolutely. You I mean, five miles an hour. You would hour, hope so. 250 <laughs> miles an hour. That's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So your, your potential speed, based mm-hmm. upon equations, do you think will be? Um, uh, with the current drivetrain setup, if I can get everything together and go do a five mile course, I should be able to get 300 miles an hour. And Fucking that's based idea. on that's based on the traction. Hell yeah! Everything else. I mean, these are all theoretical numbers, but we've run sure. them through a couple people's different versions of the yeah. equation. And, and these numbers are generally kind of conservative, right? I mean, you yeah. could potentially hit a lot higher than uh, that, right? Yeah, not so it's, much it's, a lot, but it, like definitely higher. But it's hard not, to say. It's, yeah. One person, like one guy, says, "Oh, you'll you'll barely break 200," and the other mm-hmm. guy who's gone, he crashed it. 420 last year wow. Jesus. and yeah. he had an old floppy disk that he could put into an old computer <laughs> yeah. and it had this program on it for Bonneville salt flats so that, that, <laughs> that to me was rad like some yeah, guy yeah. in the 80s was building floppy disk programs to figure out how fast he could go <laughs> wow. and he, awesome. he put in all the numbers and he said the 5 mile course it'll take you this long and you should be able to go 300 if you can get the traction if your tires are correct pressure. but you know Shay you said something yesterday um, that just blew me away and I didn't realize it not building <clears throat> land speed record bikes my observation of your machine it is quite heavy mm-hmm. yeah and you said well that doesn't matter it's not part of the equation for the ultimate top yeah. speed yeah and th- th- there's two schools of thought with that right there's right there's a there's the guys who are going insanely fast where the track is actually short to them right you know mm-hmm. like if you're going 500 miles an hour like a five mile course is not enough to get up to speed right. because right. that last mile goes by in 12 seconds or something you know yeah. um, for me the acceleration is not as important because the I'll, I'm going to get up to my max amount of speed right. within that length so um, once I move on to maybe faster speeds if this all pans out then um, you can start reducing weight yeah. but for, for the ultimate top speed of that bike it's all going to be how it cuts through the air isn't yeah it? and another thing is the the lighter you get the less traction you have and right you can you can counterbalance that at high speeds by using aerodynamics to give you downforce yeah um, but i mean that's also that's another, uh, another kind of worms right it's, it's like a whole nother arrow can, yeah and and I, dynamics for that and, i've, I've yeah. done some on it just to make sure i'm not going to take off and you know do like oh, a like 20 foot bunny hop yes. well, yeah yeah <laughs> you showed us the um the six scale model that you were there was that six scale or yeah 12 scale? that was a six scale, scale. Yeah. um and it's got quite a substantial um vertical fin on it at the back yeah that's it? that's actually smaller too it's it's been it's been redesigned to be a little bit larger and the whole explanation between this is is called a static margin, right? And it's mm-hmm. it's your center of gravity versus your center of pressure. Mm-hmm. And for a vehicle or for an airplane, you have to have a, a, a positive static margin, or else your plane will be like a weather vane; it'll just spin around the moment it sees a wind. Um, for a car, like a Corvair. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like a Corvair of the air. <laughs> yeah. But for a car, it's not as, as important because you have two 
points of surface. So mm. um, I was doing some testing. There's also a YouTube video about this. And um, I had originally like modeled my bike after the Ack Attack, which is the current mm-hmm. holder of the motorcycle record. Mike which Ack. is also here in the Bay Area. Yeah, he's in mm-hmm. San Jose yeah. or Santa Clara now. They just moved. Yeah. But um, And I had ran like kind of this dumb test where you spin at a 20th scale model that I made out of foam. And I spin it above my head. And you watch it to see if it undulates or has a mm-hmm. harmonic you know, kind of mm. movement. And um, it was horrible. It was. It basically was their their motorcycle, and I was testing it. So I called the Akatak, and I'd, I'd met him once before, told him about my project, and he was really nice. And he's like, well, you know, we built it, and then someone did the analysis afterwards and told us it had a negative static margin, <laughs> and the driver just takes care of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, well, I guess Rocky Robinson is... Like a, human damping. Yeah, right? He's just moment starts going off, he starts pushing it back in, you know? So wow. it's a pretty complex equation, and, you know, a lot of people have their own two cents about what I should and shouldn't do, but I'm just trying to draw on my limited knowledge and what other people in the industry have. So, I mean, yeah. you know, if you look at their motorcycle, they went that fast and maybe it's a little bit more dangerous but if I can reduce that and kind of find a happy medium then I think I'll be yeah. okay so so how long have you been building this um, this was a year and a half so and when are you planning on running it um, first prototype runs hopefully in a month I'm gonna put the batteries in <laughs> it. Damn. Um, All right. we found well I should probably shouldn't nice. say this on the air but we found a cool little spot in Morgan Hill that's oh, you can not say. very populated it's, like a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a one lane road that goes from Hale up to the the mountains and it's it's Perfect. not populated and are you gonna need some people to stand at street corners and hold traffic the there's, there's yes. no street corners but yeah there's I guess one. yeah there's one street corner <laughs> Amanda's the crew awesome. chief so she's taking care of <laughs> crew chief all of the um, logistics of this. So, Amanda, we as misfits will volunteer en masse to help with that oh, speed. Cool. And she says, we, we, we will send bagel. We can be course workers. <laughs> yeah, I think bagel is enough to scare off. Just wear the Schwarzenegger outfit bagel. Right. Yes. And give, I'm... Me, give me your clothes. <laughs> so, like, uh, in your developing this machine, this mm-hmm. project, like, what was your... Uh, aha I have it moment like this, uh, th- wait have uh, you had that moment yeah well I mean like you have all these engineering <laughs> challenges of doing some come you know someone something kind of unique like what's your the biggest aha I figured it out like this is gonna work moment is there yeah. multiple of those I'd imagine but is there one that kind of stands out um I can't think of one specific uh, yeah. moment but I, I think once I kind of got everything out in front of me and I laid it out on the computer mm-hmm. and I was just like you know I'm a battery engineer so I'm just on my calculator like oh my god like this actually makes sense right you know and you run the numbers and you're like wow like this could actually work you know and then yeah. I second guess it and then I'm like I'm, sure. I'm probably completely wrong so I go to work <laughs> and I start talking to other people and they get excited and I think a lot of people work thought I was just bananas like sure. they, they only knew me for a year Perfect. You know? <laughs> and then I show up you know maybe a month later and I have a whole entire chassis and they're like what are you doing I'm like I told you I'm building a land speed motorcycle and they're like, oh I didn't thought you were yeah, just I, messing around you know I, I, yeah. I, think, I think Burt Monroe got the same kind of treatment yeah right yeah probably mm-hmm. I mean it's 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 definitely a, a task and each day I work on it you know I sit there and I stare at it and I just try and figure out like what to do next you know there's no mm-hmm. procedure there's no instructions you know there's nothing there so it's it's 
it's fun because it's kind of like a puzzle, one big puzzle to put together. That's so. So, cool, so the next test will be. Um, we won't say where or when, mm-hmm. but then after that, you're going to do another test. Yeah. So we're getting married in the end of May. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, we're going to try and go out to El Mirage or Bonneville um, with just the Hell yeah. with, with just the chassis. If, if I can put some partial streamline on there, I, I want to do maybe some body work to protect it from the salt or the sand. And then we're going to try and go out and at least get the the licensing, which you have to do a couple mm-hmm. runs for that, and mm-hmm. do a shakedown of, of the whole entire. Well, there's body. A, I have to just hang on. I'm going to stop you there because that was kind of like one paragraph. So are you <laughs> include? Are you including? The run at El Mirage with your marriage celebrations. Is this like the honeymoon? Yeah, it's part of the honeymoon. That was that the segue. real biker shit, yep. man. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of dovetails Wait, in. Hold on. Was it your idea, Amanda? I don't know if it was mine. Well, say, I mean, we didn't really have one plan, and he was like, Do you want to go on a honeymoon? And I was like, Well, I mean, we're going to Bonneville, so does that count? <laughs> <laughs> you, you've kind of. You've saved me dovetailing you into this because at the moment it's been all about Shay, but you've got some biker chops as well, Amanda. And I want to talk a little bit because you've actually been around motorbikes longer than him. Well, yeah, my whole life. I mean, my dad was always <laughs> building motorcycles and doing all sorts of crazy stuff in the garage. It's just always been there it's always been a part of my life so you didn't have a dad that wouldn't let you ride no my dad was pushing me on a motorcycle when i was like five years old yes (laughs) so a a perfect couple and i know we had a little talk yesterday and you said i mean watching shay go by theoretically at 300 miles an hour Mm -hmm. i mean you're going to be equal parts of i'm incredibly proud of this guy and just sheer terror oh absolutely <laughs> right it's gonna be um very very exciting to see you know his <laughs> dreams come true mm-hmm. which is awesome and you know watching this start from just a, a drawing on a piece of paper to be like an actual motorcycle that's in our garage has been absolutely amazing but it's going to be so hard i'm going to want to be at the start line and the finish line at the same time you know yeah. i want to be it's going to be um very cool experience definitely <laughs> A little bit terrifying, but damn roller coaster ride. Yeah, well, yeah. absolutely. And, and it hasn't been said, but I'm sure we might get some people to raise hands. Is there anyone here who would like to offer themselves to be on the crew when they make any of these attempts? Oh, good no. lord, yes. I would be interested. I would be interested. Definitely, James. Yeah. I think it, I think it would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> it would be awesome to see that. <laughs> I figured you guys would. Um, seriously, if if you want any support, we you know yeah. we we think we could get but some. Shay, yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot right now, man. Okay. So answer honestly, okay. but think carefully. Do you think you could have achieved where you're at right now and what you're going to achieve without the support of Amanda? No, oh, I don't think so. There you go. Good. Yeah. The correct answer. <laughs> that is the correct answer. It's, it's pretty, but you it's know, amazing. The thing is, having gone to their house and used their restroom. I saw pictures <laughs> of a goat. And you played, and played with the goats. Oh, the goat and dodged the, the goats. Yes. I actually think, you know, he's not shitting us there. That's a that's actually a very, very real and honest true answer. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's quite clear when you interact with you two, the support you give him is really tangible. I mean, yeah. it's, it's I mean, I, I work I work long hours in there. I'll, I'll start I usually start around 
9 p.m. or something, and I'll usually stop working around 3 or 4 in the morning. And she'll, she'll, come, she'll come out and bring me hot tea or, oh, you know, so like, which, or, or a sandwich, you know, she'll be like, it's food's ready. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I forgot to eat. That's <laughs> good call. Good. Thanks so for reminding you, me. Yeah. You know, that's. <laughs> you and me, are, we've actually got something in common right now, Sherry, because we're both actually unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're both between jobs. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Fun employed. Fun employed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's the story with the arrows in the. Uh, the skinning on that thing you you got some sort of composite company huh. that's, or ideas that's the next step huh? sorted out still dancing around that yeah um i've been asking everyone that i know what i should do um and i think i i have the most confidence in doing a metal body right like a, a skin a, thin aluminum yeah or steel or right whatever. like an airplane like stringers sure. and thin aluminum um but the the hand forming of like a nose cone or a wing right. is a little bit out of my league and i've mm. i've i've reached out to a couple people in the area who are good at it they said they'd help me but I, you know it's a lot of work and I don't want to like but fiberglass so. you can make a couple sets exactly yeah. right so yeah, back to true. San Jose State the uh, formula team they're working with a lot of carbon fiber the uh, SAE oh yeah, that's formula. right okay that's a good talking idea talking to yeah. student talk right to there. And yeah. see if I'm working on Baja we, we don't care about Aero we're just off road but okay. the, uh, the, <laughs> he knows yeah, the formula team they, they're working with that so. okay yeah, yeah that's actually not a bad idea go check it out but you know if that scale model you showed is any example of how it's actually going to look your only real problem is the nose cone yeah. because the the body itself is fairly flat and it's, it's a kind of a single taper at the tail mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know with a fin, it's nothing complex but you could do like an aluminium body just like a fiberglass nose cone. Yeah, and, and it'd look fine. The thing is, it, it is replaceable with fiberglass, right? Mm-hmm. If you do a, a what they call a buck, and then you make a mold, then you right. can just keep making all you want. Are you right. going to dimple it? I'm not going to dimple it. I don't have faith Ooh, in that yet. Really? Oh, yeah. You should talk to Mike Corbin. I, I, Mike you Corbin know what? has I, faith I, in I it. Call, I called there today oh, yeah. after you guys yeah, told me you? to. Cool. But it was, they're closed on Sunday. So uh, I think tomorrow or, or Tuesday, if we get some time, we'll probably cruise over there. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, you know, just Go over for breakfast okay. or yeah. lunch at the diner. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and that's there. There is actual science behind those dimples. I mean, that's why I golf. Oh, all this si- like that. it is yeah. scientific. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just a lot more difficult in aluminum. Yeah. Science. I'll just yeah. hit it with a hammer. Oh, well, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, but, strategic areas. But, I mean, but look, if you just need it on the nose, though, and it's a it's a molded cone, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. 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 Well, my take is like you could build all this stuff. You could easily build a you know uh, an English wheel if you needed to, out of casters and shit. Yeah. If you don't want to spend the time. I mean, obviously. Yeah, it's where, you, where you want to put the time, right? Oh, yeah. I could right. probably find someone. So, Mr. Metal. Shaper. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want to let people know how can people follow you. Um, so the main source of social media is, I guess, Instagram, uh, which is Shay underscore Nyquist, um, and then I'm also doing kind of a YouTube series where I show me a couple of the, the engineering challenges that I have, and that's also just Shay Nyquist. So there's nothing special about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. You can follow me on Facebook as well. So. We will put a link, and especially that video, Amanda, that you first sent us. Right. That shows what you're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good. But it's about, I think it's about weekly that I put some updates up there, and I'll usually show what I'm working on or some of the challenges, and mm. I've been I've been slowly opening up to my YouTube personality, I guess. Because yeah. at first, I was just like, oh, this is a YouTube video. Right, right. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I, like, I... I Told someone I just bought a selfie stick, which is I, you know, I'm so ashamed <laughs> I of it. Give you but a it, for it makes it, yeah. a difference. Don't listen to so. the comments. Don't listen yeah. to the trolls. I tell you what, right now, man. Yeah. I tell you what. Yeah, that's hard. 
Well, um, I want to thank you guys for coming down, and we definitely want to follow um, also because you're going to have some shenanigans happening in your backyard that we definitely oh, want yeah. to be a yes. part of. Oh, yeah, yes. The, the bachelor uh, party should be pretty good. Let's just say, Knock, he mm-hmm. has a giant hill behind his house. Mm-hmm. How much plastic tarp do you got? 200 foot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Put your neck brace on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's two parts to this hill. Yeah. One is coming down, but the other is going up. Is going, going up. Yeah. Back up. We're doing. Wait, wait, we're doing a hill climb. Hill climb challenge. Yeah. yeah. Boy. We're going to pit it like okay. head to head, like bracket racing, basically. Sure. And then we're going to have a slip and slide, a mud pit, and uh, probably some jousting. <laughs> well then. And, and you got axe throwing. Well then. And yeah. Goats. Like I could have stayed there all <laughs> day. I feel like there's like IPA beers involved in all this. Oh yeah. <laughs> probably yeah. like. And there's just random juice. custom bikes all over the place. We just kept going around finding more. Custom yeah. bikes. There's a lot of stuff just strewn across right. the property. Perfect. Emma might be mm-hmm. buying some some bikes. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, she's buying some stuff there. So I've got to talk about the Goldwing. So mm-hmm. everybody who listens to the Misfit knows I've been dicking around with this frigging Goldwing turbo. Yeah, what's up with that dicking around? Man? Just stop it now. <laughs> no. Come on now. Um, and you know I kind of reached as far as I wanted to with the frame, and so Shay has got this Goldwing. I don't even know whether you'd call it a cafe racer. It's, it's like a cafe racer. It's, it's a street fighter. It's kinda, yeah, it's kind of cafe. Um, that you built for somebody a few years back, mm-hmm. and it's surplus to requirements now. It's got a cylinder down on the engine, so the engine's toast. You can just chuck that I think away. it's just a spark plug. Then, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's, it's it. got this frame, and you've already hacked the ugly back end off and put a proper loop on it. Mm-hmm. It's got a jigsaw front end on it. I'm like... And mm. I realized why I was so enthralled with that gas tank. I didn't realize you'd cut two of the top spines out of the frame and replace them with a central spine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I forgot I did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Um, so it's kind of everything I need in a frame. And we were talking about money. And I'm like, yeah, I'd be stupid not to buy that just for the front end. Wow. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited about yeah. that. Well, then. As soon as I can make some room in my garage, because at the moment my garage is full of dismantled Norton Commandos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. How much garage space you got left? Not much. All right. You know, when you take a Norton Commando apart, it's quite compact as a bike. When you take it apart, it occupies a lot of room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shay's got plenty of room. Nice. It's it just, all muddy. Yeah, it's got it just, plenty it just of gets rained on. It's got plenty of mud. <laughs> it's yeah. muddy. Um, I wanted to bring to you all, uh, we're doing a little competition. Competition time. Competition. And I put this out on our Facebook page. So everyone's familiar with Twisted Road, twistedroad.com, where you can go and rent other people's bikes. It's like Airbnb for bikes, or you can go and rent a bike. And um, I talked to Austin recently. He's got some big announcements he's going to be making. Do you know how I would describe Austin? Austin is a solid cat. Yeah. Austin is a solid Mm -hmm. cat. (laughs) He always takes good care of us when we're at shows together. He's got some big announcements, uh, some stuff that's going to be, that he's been working on for a while, that we're going to be making in like a month or two. Mm -hmm. But um, it's time to give away another Twisted Road rental. We do this every now and then. What? Yes. <laughs> Any bike from the Twisted Road catalog. 
of uh, any value. I think there's a bike in Alaska for $395 a day. Damn, y'all. Is it gold-plated? <laughs> no, but it runs in Alaska. And I was going to say, it's probably <laughs> the only bike in Alaska. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. giving you guys that. So okay. um, I wanted to show people what kind of deals you can find on there. So a lot of people are realizing that Twisted Road is a great way to go test ride a bike you might be interested in buying. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't go on you, know, you go so, on Craigslist and you want to, you're want you interested in buying a bike. A lot of people don't want to let you so like, ride can we just do a very, very brief summary mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what Twisted Road is for people who may be hearing this for the first time. It's a bike rental website. It's a like bike Airbnb. rental website, and basically these are people's own motorcycles that they put up for rent. Mm-hmm. All right, so these are all entries from listeners. Okay. And we're going to vote here on the best deal, the best bang for your buck. All righty. So it's not necessarily the cheapest but the best bang for your buck. Right. So first up, um, Robert Woodson sent us a, hey, Robert. a 2018 BMW R9T. Ooh. A BMW. Nice bike for $95 a day. That's, mm-hmm. that's a deal. That's an expensive bike. Yeah. $95 a day. Sexy bike, too. Oh, it's been modified as well. So um, mm. from Mudguard, gone. Bikini mm. fairing on. Man, yeah, nice looking bike. Right. All right, next one up. This is uh, entered by Sam Danger Kingston. Hey, hey Sam. And he sent us hey, a Danger. 1998 BMW R1100 RT oh. for $69. Looks looked a like a police bike for a there. Mm-hmm. Except it doesn't have the police no rear. Pee. It's got a rear seat. Yeah. $69 a day for an R1100T. That's a decent bike. Mm-hmm. $69! <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah, very Up nice, next. too. And it has got equipment. It comes with um, gloves, blah, 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 cold weather stuff. Very nice, too. We've got another. Tw- this is a 2016 BMW R9T. Gee, is this wow. a BMW show? <laughs> no. <laughs> and this is from David Riddle submitted this. He found mm. one. Hey, David. And, uh, you know, I should say that <clears throat> this one is in Plano, Texas. And or can you read, James, where were those other two bikes? All right. That first R9T was from San Anselmo, California. Mm-hmm. And then the... Uh, the R1100 RT was from Elgin, Illinois. There you go. Oh, hence the cold weather gear. So this mm. BMW R9T in Plano, Texas is $75 a day wow. for a 2016. You get a lot of riding in Texas. Is that mm-hmm. limited to miles? Like, can you just get yeah. it and just go? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like an Airbnb That's, for a uh, yeah. yeah. paper I've, day. Are you allowed to pull Dick wow. Nooners? That is such a good looking bike. <laughs> Not okay. that they know about. <laughs> All right, we, next up. Can we do an American bike now, please, Liza? Uh, no, but you'll like this one. Okay, very good. Hmm. This one submitted by William Liu. Hey, William Liu. A 2010 Moto Guzzi V7 Classic. Ciao, Bella. Out of Costa Mesa, California. Mm. For $55 wow. a day. Wow. That comes with the extra large poon magnet. <laughs> I think. That is fantastic. And you know, anybody who's thinking about getting uh, a Moto Guzzi... Experience one first. There's nothing (laughs) quite like them. It's the closest I've ever been to sitting on a locomotive. Um, And Austin himself rides a V7, so they can't be all bad. Good looking bike. Uh, Everyone keeping in mind, best one they've heard so far. Oh, I haven't even think about it. All right, think about it. All right, next up, uh, this one is submitted by, I think it's Afan Pasolik. Okay, Afan. They found a 2012 Ural with sidecar. Oh, you are in all. 
<laughs> this one is a, and this one is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I thought you were going to oh, say yeah. it's in Moscow for one hundred and fifty dollars a day. Oh, you betcha! But you could put Maybe. you could put three people on there. Yeah. Yeah. Three people, yeah. It's like fifty bucks. I mean, yeah. you can you can bring your friends along. It's very military looking. Mm-hmm. Is that a machine gun mount on the side? Oh, probably. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. probably. Does Fant. it come with like an MG42 or something? Or, you know? Fantastic. <laughs> no, that's sold separately. Oh, and it's, no, it's two-wheel drive as well. Yes. So it's got the driven sidecar wheel. So, oh, that's um, awesome. You, I mean, you could make that bad. Just you go to any country clubs and pull take cars it, out of the ditch. Take it on a rally. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Fantastic. All right, next up. Dark this one is submitted by Pat Udenberg. Hey, Pat. This is a 1995 Triumph Trident in Houston, Texas. For $60 a day. Hmm. Let's have a look at... Oh, one of the old Triumph Triumph Beastly bike. They're great. Um, it's um, it's a brute of a bike, the old Trident. They're, they're fun as hell $60 to ride. a day? $60. I mean, Wait, what year yeah. is that? 95. Oh, okay. Yeah. And how big is that? 900. Wow. Yeah. The great bikes. The big triple. All right. We've got two more. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, this one is submitted by Rick Greeley. Hey, Rick. A 98 Honda VFR 800 FI. That is a mm. very good bike. This one is in Portland, Oregon for $80 a day. Wow. It's a market rate for Portland, I guess, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, this right. one. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, and then we have one last one. No, that is a great looking bike. All right. Is this an American bike? This is an American bike. Finally. American. America. This one, you can find this bike in Beaver Creek, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Hey. If you find yourself there. This is a 2012 Harley-Davidson Electra Glide FLHTK, all black. <laughs> this is a good-looking bike. That is a lot of bike. And this was submitted by Drew Faulkner. Hey, Drew. For $69 You're kidding a me. Day. I know, right? $69, dude. <laughs> <laughs> But that is that's a lot of bike for sixty nine bucks. I gotta say, yeah, man. And since Bagel now has got a little education on the uh, cost of these bikes, mm-hmm. have you seen any H two Rs? Because uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, there may be <laughs> probably an H two H two Rs aren't street legal, really. There may wow. be. So pass that around, and now we get to vote. Knock, do you have a vote? Uh, I'm kind of torn between that Harley that we just saw, the uh, oh. the six hundred and the uh, RT9. Uh, mm-hmm. R19? R19, excuse me, yeah. I'm going... Which, which R19, though? Uh, the but, second one that's got mm-hmm. the uh, kind of stock-looking one. Yeah. Mostly because it's, I like the way that looks. I'm going all in on the bike. Harley for $69. Yeah. Emma, what do you think that bike is worth? That's like a, what, at least... Twenty-five grand. Right That's now, a right? twenty-five thousand dollar bike for sixty-nine dollars a day. And you know, it's just the experience of it. Unless you've ridden a kitted-out Harley, a completely mm-hmm. kitted-out mm-hmm. bagger, mm-hmm. Um, they're amazing to ride. What do you What do you think, Bagel? Uh, there's no scooters. <laughs> but uh, if I had to pick a bike, though, I I, I was really impressed by that uh, that R the new R R nine T that mm-hmm, came mm-hmm. by the week or two ago. Mm-hmm. So even though the price was kind of high, I'd be really tempted to to uh, go for that first R R nine T. All right, Miss Emma. You know, I, f- I feel kind of bad because my heart is with the Guzzi and the Triumph Trident. Mm-hmm. But your but- wallet. 
it's going to be the Harley. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's just such amazing value for a bike well, like that for sixty nine bucks a day. You can't beat it. That's what this contest is. Best bang for the buck. All right, Amanda, what do you think? Mm, I think the best deal is probably the Harley, but I would Ooh. go with the sidecar. Oh, yeah. the girl. This looks like some fun. Yeah. 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 Goat on exactly. that. Put your yeah. goat in there. Man. All right. <laughs> 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 Wait a minute. Hold on. No, no, no. Hold I got on. my own damn goat. There, if you if you rented that bike, they're gonna have to put a clause in there, just like you have on your lease of your house. Yeah. No what livestock. is it? Say? No, no livestock, livestock. <laughs> in the house. In the house. And I'm back with like Great. goat poop in it. And, <laughs> and have you broken that? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> no. Couldn't happen. No. No livestock. It's not our fault. They learn how to use the dog door. I love it. <laughs> it smells like goat acid here. What's going on? <laughs> Shay, what say you? Uh, I, I was leaning towards the heart. But I, I ride one of those every day, so I think yeah. I would go with the sidecar, honestly. Ooh. You know, you could. I mean, if I was on a trip or something where I was going to go somewhere, I'd probably pick the mm-hmm. Harley. But I think yeah. for just scooting around town, that sidecar, you get up on two wheels. and. All right, yeah, but remember, the winner gets a free rental day. Oh, wow. So I mean, I'm, I'm all about the sidecar. Okay. Yeah, that, that thing's sweet. For $150. I mean, yeah. Best bang I, for your buck. Yeah, I think so. I think it's got way more fun than all the rest of them. I'm, well, I wouldn't um, say that, but the BMW, the newer BMW looks really good, too. But I just, I've always wanted to drive a sidecar, so I'd, uh, I, would, I would pay that much money okay. to scoot one around for the day. Yeah, right. It's a good, uh, yeah. good experience, new experience. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, yeah. what do you think is the best bang for your buck? Uh, I would definitely go with the Moto Guzzi. Um, 55 bucks, and to me, that's just the most beautiful bike on it's the, a great uh, looking bike. Yeah, mm. It looks good. stylish. I've never ridden one. It'd be kind of interesting to check it out. All right, and James, what say you? The second R nine T. Okay. I, I've always liked them, and I wanted to get one a long time ago. So, mm. has to be the R nine T. Since we didn't have an overwhelming vote, I'm just gonna say, I think following the rules of the game. Yes. I think that that Harley Davidson is the winner here. Best value, best bang for the buck, the best bike for the dollar. For sure, like the cost, like factory cost to uh, what you're renting it out. Was that uh, Pat Udenberg? Let's see. Who won the free rental? Hold up. Um, While you're looking for that. Okay, here we go. Yes. So where's the name written? Written above. Oh, okay. Drew Faulkner. Ah, Drew Faulkner. Congratulations, Congratulations, you are the winner. And I just wanted to say, I also went on there, and I found some great deals I just want to share with you all that I think might have beat you know, all of those. I right? wanted to say, Liza, with Twisted Road, everybody wins. So I found in Alexandria, Virginia, for $50 a day, yep. an 09 BMW 1200 GS. It's just okay. the BMW show. Right? Go anywhere. Yeah. In Manassas, Virginia. Yep. For $60, an 03 Suzuki SV650. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. In Charlotte, North Carolina, here we go again, a 2016 BMW R1200RT. Whoa. For $65. Dang. Well, man. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And then in New Braunfels, Texas, for $40, the cheapest one I found, an 07 Honda Spirit Shadow 750. Wow. 40 bucks okay. a day. $40 wow. a day. And you know, Honda Shadow 750s, you can get a great <clears throat> biking experience. I mean, Honda kind of pitch it as an entry-level bike, but you can still eat up some miles on that bike. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I drove cross-country on one of those. Right. That was my first motorcycle trip and, nice. and ride. 
ever wow. <laughs> and right ever. Know, <laughs> just left the left the parking lot and just went I, I went on i went on the freeway one time before that oh, and then yeah. i left for the trip the next day so nice. and you get that nice sort of v-twin beat underneath you it's not quite as pronounced as a harley but yeah you can do smiles mm-hmm. on those things but i was actually surprised that you guys chose the ural for 150 dollars. i thought that that is probably the most curious bike like you really I'd, I'd rent it just to try it right. Yeah. Right. I feel Lies like you'd turn some heads too though you know mm-hmm. you'd yeah. be rolling up in a sidecar people would be like but have you right. ridden a bike with a sidecar I've ridden no I've ridden a trike but not that's a why you line. thought that was a good deal yeah <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's horrible you I turn sh- one way and you're fine you turn the other way like, oh, no. yeah. I'm surprised you didn't realize these two are bike curious <laughs> could tell by looking at them well just so you know we are all motosexual too yeah <laughs> Exactly. Sure. So um, we have a few emails. Email time. It's like selfie time. Knock. Can you read that email? I give you short ones. I don't want to read. (laughs) Can't read. Drink it all day, man. Have you noticed that when he reads his mouth, mouth the word? (laughs) (laughs) Read out loud. (laughs) This is called uh, Lane Splitting Bill in MD, Maryland. Oh, nice. From Davey Gabriel. So, hello all. Just recently coming off an accident where I was nudged by a merging auto and sent rolling until I was stopped by the rear bumper of that same car, which, thankfully, stopped after noticing what happened. Uh, I was going the speed limit and braking to turn with indicator on. I'll keep the rush short. Uh, broken wrist, but okay. FC07 needs uh, new brakes and side uh, new side slider. Uh, family, girlfriends, all upset because this was uncontrollable as opposed to my riding in rain. And one-wheeled accidents. Previously, I've always recovered mentally right away, but this bothers me enough that I wanted to reach out. I safely lean split uh, work every day, uh, ignore the honks and the road sheriffs, and generally go on about my business. Uh, TLDR, there's a bill up for lane splitting legalization in in, in Maryland, sponsored by Representative uh, Kathy Zaliga. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And would you be willing to chat with her about this on air and maybe discuss moto awareness and how we could promote this as part of the community? Uh, the best thing about this is I feel is that cagers would be forced to look at for motorcyclists, maybe even cyclists, pedestrians as a byproduct. Thoughts? Gabriel. I mean, yeah, we'll talk to anyone about anything motorcycle we'll related. Talk about <laughs> Especially about lane splitting. Yeah. Especially about lane splitting. Yeah. You know, um... I found that interesting. I was having a little bit of a debate a couple days ago right? Um, with some riders who aren't from California, don't lane split. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of against it because they said, no, it's too dangerous here because all the ri- all the drivers will try and you know push you off the road if you oh, pull that wait, shit. What, no, and, what and, state and, they're not from? But. Well, I mean, any state that doesn't have it. And then all I explained, right. well, that's the difference. Here in California, people are aware and they're they're trained and they actually usually sort part of, out of yeah. your way right. when they see you but, coming but even like 10 years ago there was still a lot of public opposition to lane splitting sure. even though it was it was kind of in the gray area where it was not illegal but it wasn't explicitly legal either yeah. but it was but it was tolerated so people did it but there were a lot of car drivers that didn't like it and they would try to cut people off right. or even threaten to open but, their doors and there was mm-hmm. a there was a DJ in San Francisco who talked yep. about that and like like joked about opening their door on the next person who was going to lane 
plane split past oh, yeah, them. I remember that. And that turned into a huge firestorm. I think the guy oh, ended up losing his job. Um, but yeah, and but ever but since then the the public has become more aware, and maybe because of controversies like that. Um, but people have been more aware, and people generally are pretty good now about about letting people lane split. Uh, and it takes time. So other states where where that's not the case, you know, it'll take years for that to to get better. But it will. Yeah, there's definitely oh, sure. a, a automotive culture that has to develop with mm-hmm. the legality of lane splitting. Yeah, I right. mean, California, especially Southern California. We, you know, we're kind of born or raised with it, so it, it's a little bit easier but, to get into. But yeah, places the, where there's no lane splitting, it's it, difficult. It's been a way of life for me because we've always done it in England. Right, right. right. Most of the world, really. Mm-hmm. Most yeah. of the world. But the reality for today, I come from Monterey. Mm-hmm. And when the weather's nice like this, there is a ton of traffic oh, yeah. on the road going towards Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. If I'd have been driving my pickup truck today, it would have taken me two hours to get here. Yeah. And frequently does. On my motorbike, 40 minutes. It's that yeah, much of a difference. Yep. It's a huge difference. Um, and, you know, that just means I have... Another hour and a half, I can help people here. Yeah, and you're mm-hmm. one less car taking up tra- space on Absolutely. the road. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, right. My bike would explode if I didn't land split. It doesn't have radiator fans. Yeah. But, but, <laughs> but the difference is, and I think a lot of people in other states don't realize, is that the, the cagers get used to it, and then they part ways for us. Yeah. So it, do, it does get better. Yeah, right. like it's sour for the first year and a half. They're like, oh my God, why is this person able to do this and I'm going to sit here and fester in my car? Well, because man, you, maybe you should get a, in a motorcycle. Right? You, know? right. like, you can do this too. Yeah. Yeah. You could be cool too, man. Yeah. You'd be a lot cooler if you did. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> I've got an email here from Sheila in Texas. Oh, hey, hey. Sheila. I haven't heard from so Sheila for a while. Favorite. And uh, she says, say it ain't so. A nice Harley rider? They do. They do exist. She met man. one. Oh, so she's in go. she's in Minnesota with her cousin, and oh, yesterday she was visiting um, with a guy that is here for some lung problems. I think at the hospital, and she says we talked for a while before realizing we both rode. He has a Harley and his wife a Rebel two fifty. And they were both very nice. Okay. Well, they're Minnesotans. <laughs> oh, right. So she said, just thought I'd report in that, although rare, there are some Harley riders that are pretty cool. <laughs> oh, my God. He actually uh, rides it, hilarious. too. Oh, oh boy. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> that's Sheila from Texas. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Sheila. All right. Bagel, what do you got there? I have an email from Ian Vanek. And, uh, this Ian? E- yes, this email is titled Howardian. Uh, and it says, Misfits. Hello, Ian. Thanks for the all the hours of amazing information and conversation. The stuff with Elspeth and anything with Naked Jim or Emma are on is magic. <laughs> 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 There's a lot of nakedness with Jim. Yeah, where is yeah, Jim? Yeah. Sure. He's and, in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Lucky, lucky. Yeah. He, he uh, continues, as I write this, I'm six days out from a Four Corners try on a 93 HD FXR. Mm. Okay, very Ooh. good. The real Four Corners? The Four States? Yes. The, nice. well, no, no, well, no, the four corners of the United States. Northwest. Oh, yeah. North, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, my friend and I will be departing mm. New York City on March 24th and arriving in northern Washington State three weeks later. I'm excited and nervous to be on, a, on an adventure like this. Uh, Dream Bikes up the butt are early 90s FXR, mm. my KLR from 04, and a Mako 700, or Ooh. a vintage Penton. Mm. Uh, I'd love to come by your garage if schedules align. It would be fun to talk about the Four Corners event with you and your listeners. Ian Vanek. 
Well, Ian, oh. you should swing by, darling. Uh, that nervousness and that that anxiety, anxiety that you're feeling—that's good. It's good for you. You'll yeah. be all right, man. Yeah, it's keep, it helps keep you safe on the road. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but have a great ride. That's yeah. awesome. And uh, yeah, definitely let us know if you're able to stop by on a Sunday. Yeah, give us an update or, of where you are. Or even if you roll through during the week, maybe we can meet up for dinner or something. Taco, wow. Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. Isn't it Papusa Tuesday? <clears throat> Papusa Tuesday. And yeah. then it was Spaghetti Spoos Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all fats and carbs to me. Yeah. That's it's when all, it kind of all, left the rails works. right there. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ms. Emma, what do you got? Um... This email is entitled, Howdy from Massachusetts. Howdy. Howdy. Um, and it's from Carpy. Well, I guess that's his name. That's his email name. Misfits, I've been listening to your podcast now for a couple of months and love it. All right. Especially love to listen while wrenching on my bikes. It's like you're in the garage with me shooting the shit. You know, I'd like mm. to point out, too, the, the, the title is misleading. They don't actually say Howdy. In Massachusetts, they say, "Hey, you skyses." Okay, skyses. Hey, you skyses. You skyses. It's like double plural. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, very Uses good. Skyses. No, I, I, I'll remember that if I ever find myself in Massachusetts. There you go. Very good. Wicked. Um, continuing. <laughs> Continuing, thank you. I have an 05 Road King and an 00 Sportster 1200. Mm. Um, bought them both used for fantastic deals. I'm writing from Massachusetts, so we have a long cold winter. The Road King gets ripped apart over the winter, usually some mud's done, and then polished to a high shine. Mm. That doesn't hit the road until the first few rains in the spring get all the salt off the road. The Sportster was bought with the intention of a major build, engine and cosmetic work, but it's so fun to ride, I'm not sure whether I will actually want to tear it apart. And I don't mind riding it while there's still salt on the road. Mm-hmm. He also kind of has an 03 Ducati 620EI. Um, it's my girlfriend's son's first bike, the exact opposite of the bike I told him to get since he has no riding experience. That is a bad bike to start mm-hmm. on. Um, and <laughs> yeah. it is borne out because he's had a couple of low-speed ditches, stove in his front wheel, broke the axle. Um, so and, up You know, and I hate, I hate hearing those kind of things. That's why we really try and get people right. on the right bike the first time. That's well, you know, he's... No. Oh, no, the sorry. Ducati sport 620 oh, sport is a sport bike. bike. Yeah. So um, he's put riding on hold while he reconsiders. Mm-hmm. And that's a damn shame, Smart. because if you actually get yourself on a bike to start with, and there are Ducatis that are great to start out on, Scrambler's a perfect start for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd say, though, that 620 is probably the least worst of all the Ducatis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, under, under, like, 65 horsepower or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. right? Um, he's fixed it back up, and he's taken it out a few times. A little awkward riding position for me, but it's fun and goes like hell. Um, he took a very cool motorcycle trip in Japan a little over a year ago with his boss, co-worker. Um, his boss... Uh, my boss and I rented Yamaha sport bikes. Can't remember the model. And my Japanese co-worker had a Honda 250 Enduro October ride from the coast and the mountains. Got yeah. to see some authentic parts of Japan. And, you know, if ever I go somewhere like Japan, Thailand, Vietnam, you'd want to go with a local so you actually see the non-tourist stuff yeah um quite spectacular little tricky driving on the left side mm-hmm. of the road if you don't pay attention well i'm not used to that darling <laughs> you know in england and japan we drive on the correct side of the road <laughs> just the correct side of it's the just road. not the right side of the road it is the it is the correct side <laughs> of the road mm-hmm. um oh dear 
Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we're switching gears here. I am a little... Do, should I do the angry voice? Yeah. I'm a little disappointed that Uh-oh. I fit in what Liza calls a LARPA. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't listen to Liza. She's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Although none of my clothing or accessories say Harley Davidson on them, well. I, re- I refuse to give them money for anything but motorcycle parts. Okay. I am definitely sporting the all-black leather look. Mm. Sort of like... Hmm. Um, it's intimidating. Like, like David Hasselhoff. Don't say it. Don't say it, baby. What? Okay. Don't say it. <laughs> oh, well, I think that I'm cool and that's all that matters. That is all that matters, but darling. Yeah. Actually, you know what? His email did give me a new perspective. I am proud of my new LARPA status. Maybe I'll try and find a LARPA <laughs> patch for my jacket. <laughs> See? Yeah. That showed you, Liza. Oh, hey, man. I most mean, people look really good in black. I'm just saying. It's very slimming. And, and uh, intimidating. Uh, yeah. Amanda and Shay, do you un- right. are you following when we refer to them as LARPers? Yeah, That's, I think okay. so. Okay. Live like, action role play. Playing the role. Yeah. Sounds, right. like, sounds like anarchy style. Yeah. <laughs> now, I must admit, I've been favoring black lately because I am still carrying my winter weight. It's the slimming effect of black. It is the slimming mm-hmm. effect. Amanda is probably an ounce overweight, maybe two ounces. <laughs> You have a very <laughs> an ounce. Hey man, this is a fight words, man. You have a very, I think, I think very you're counting slender, her shoes in that way. It must be. She has slender physique. I am so insanely jealous. And you told me you eat what the hell you want, don't you, you well, lucky girl? She had one more target than me today. Damn you. Damn you. I, I am so, right, I am so insanely jealous. Yeah, you're digging a hole right now. Just keep going. I am intrigued. <laughs> I am intrigued with your Coop garage concept. Very cool. I would love to hear and understand more about how you started it and how it's grown. It, what's it been, 12 years now? I'm saying 10, 11. 10 or 11, hasn't like it? That, yeah. Um, I'm now a Patreon supporter of yours, so please, please keep you. up the great work. Look forward to hearing you all in my garage again. Cool, man. So, um, listening to his email and hearing him talk about how every winter he takes apart his bike. Yeah, that's not really LARPer activity. Well, but he has his Sportster that he'll ride, uh, you know, in the salt. So he's got his sacrificial bike. And then he's got a Ducati he'll throw a leg over and have fun. Right. Right. But I've always kind of thought of... I'll be honest. I've made fun of the Harley riders that spend more time polishing and cleaning their bike Mm-hmm. than they do riding. And that's because right. I knew some. Right. And those were the ones that were, it was about the image. Right. They wanted to, wait, hold no, on, let me wait, finish. You... Let me finish. They, I knew people that were, it was about the image they wanted to be seen and they would polish it more than ride it. It's fabulous. But the, the perspective he's given me, how he tears it down, is it is lovingly and with pride that he does so. Yeah, but that's a very, very fine line. Look, if I dropped... 42 grand on a Harley, I'd be out polishing it. No, I, that's you. what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, this sounds well, like somebody who meticulously too, takes care of it. Well, well hold on. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with polishing it as long as you're riding it. <clears throat> if you're right. if you're just polishing it and then going to Starbucks and then riding home. Well, that sounds dangerous to polish while you're riding. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Depends what you're polishing. So I, I, have, I, have, I have an interesting story about that. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I had a, my electric glide, the Daily Rider, and I was riding to... Oh, the one that's dirty as fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. So it's always been that dirty. Like, yeah. I've never... I think I've cleaned it like three times. Time right. since I got right. it, um, and I was uh, working in Hayward, and I go out one day, and I never locked it or anything, you know, because most people don't know how to get on a Harley right. and turn it on, and it's gone. 
Oh. And I'm like, oh, crap. Like, did I ride my motorcycle today? And I'm like, yeah. Like, oh, crap. Stolen. So oh, shit. I call, call the police, and they're like, well, it's gone. Like, whatever. So I'm like, well, I think I, I think it had um, low jack on it. Mm. So they give me a call like three or four days later, and they're like, well, we were up in the air with the bird, and we pinged the, pinged the bike. Hmm. And we got in a, a high-speed chase with the guy. And he, du- he dumped the bike. Oh, wow. So there's a little bit of damage on the front, right? So Damn. they're like, well, you can come pick it up. And I'm like, oh, cool. So I show up, and the thing is Botless. <laughs> like, he cleaned it. Oh, my God. Like, it was a mess. And uh, I still have the CD because he took my CD out, threw it away, and he put in Tupac Better Times. <laughs> and I still, I still crank that up, man. That's amazing. That's fucking amazing. It's so good. I'm just like, oh, man. So got a free CD. Oh, yeah. And he, oh, hand out. he had all of his gear in the back and everything, too. Oh, wow. I was just like, oh, free man. Gear. This guy, I mean, like, you've got to. He just had pride in my, my, my motorcycle. Gonna, <laughs> you've got to wonder about the mentality of somebody who rips off a bike and then cleans it to perfection. Usually <laughs> they spray paint well, that shit. Yeah, right? right, well, they never recognize well, yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, right? right? <laughs> it was that dirty. It's like changing it completely. That's a great story. But So that gives me a perspective. That was That is done lovingly. I'm wondering if he's the type of guy who's going to be buried with his bike. Maybe. I'm wondering if he's motosexual. Ooh, it would, it hurt, I bet man. he is. <laughs> so I have one more email. Okay, very right. good. And this is from Lucas Griggers. Lucas. And he says, I've been listening a little over a year, and y'all are awesome. Sorry. <laughs> I really got to say that. Liza, thanks for all you do for the community and setting up the garage for all those damn misfits. Miss mm-hmm. Emma. Hello. I really enjoy the deep, dark, Holes. Ooh, boy. I've learned a lot listening to you. Oh, boy. I will say I like you even more after you recommended a Mighty Max for a truck. I've had two, hands down, my favorite truck I've ever owned. Mm. They're brilliant. There you go. He says he's got a, he got a Sportster when he was 15. Wait, he got a Sportster when he was 15? Okay. That's the coolest wow. kid on the block, wow. man. I think. Wait, did you get a Sportster when you were 15, Amanda? No. Okay. <laughs> now, how did Jack? But I bet she was riding on the back of her dad's Sportster when, and, or his big twin when you were a lot younger. Oh, always. He would pick me up from school on his motorcycle. Oh, and I see? Would, no, but I would get so embarrassed. Uh. I wasn't, it wasn't cool yet. Yeah. I want to get picked up in a Buick. But, but you also said he would pick you up in his dump truck, too, oh, right? He, yeah, he would drop me so. off in his dump truck and he'd go up and down and make it wave goodbye. <laughs> yes! Yeah, that is a cool dad. Embarrass the shit out of your kids. <laughs> so he says he got a sports room when he was 15 years. That is cool. And uh, a couple years later, he wrecked it and rebuilt it. Okay. Great way to learn about Super bikes. cool. That's when I got the bug to keep fucking with bikes. I've had a Buell XB12S, okay. a Softail FXST, and mm. back to a Sportster. Okay. No, I don't have a closet full of Harley shirts and fucking Harley do-rags. <laughs> My next bike will most likely be a Supermoon of some sorts. Okay. What is a Supermoon? A Supermoto, I think. I think you might have misspelled Supermoto. Ah, Supermoto. Yeah, Do it. <laughs> Y'all have any recommendations? I'm five foot six, so it can't be too tall. I'm okay with touching toes on only one side, but don't want it to be full tilt to touch. 
Oh, I'm Eliza. My up the butt bike is a Harley VR 1000. Yeah, there you go. Mm, there you go. Share the up the butt bike. So I think like the the number one like getting into supermotos. I think the DRZ 400 SM is probably well. Probably. It's, it's easy because it, it's easy because it's there. You can see if it's a platform you like. It's something you can buy. Yeah, and it's got intrinsic value. It's you turnkey. don't have to build mm-hmm. it. To go. That's not um, much of a freeway though. It's also got the magic around. button. No, you can. I've no, on the you freeway. can. Mm-hmm. Once you understand that. 80, but, but 80 miles an hour is the end of it. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, that's the end of it. Raise your hand in this room if you ride a supermoto. Yeah. See, yeah, these three. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm also short. So. Is that a good freeway bike? No. 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 See, yeah. so you Never don't have a supermoto for, for the freeway. Okay. That's just how it is. Gotcha. Just around town. Mm, well, in the hills. There you go. I feel like I'm just abusing my bike on the freeway. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> the, the well, the no, hang, just hang on. Because there's the, you're only answering half that. Hmm. <laughs> Out of the three of you who are riding their DRC, uh, their XR650 XR, XR650Rs oh, yeah, on the freeway <laughs> and grumbling about it, how many of you think the gearing is wrong? The gearing is definitely wrong. Okay, there's, there's five yeah. of them. Yeah. There's two. Yeah. Well, I changed the gearing from the ridiculous dirt gearing the previous owner had to some pretty tall gearing, and it's fine because I can still pull the front wheel off the ground, and it'll still go, like, 80. And, but it's wow. still wretched on the freeway? Do you it's think still you- terrible. It's, it, 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 it vibrates. It, I have a plank seat. It just gets blown around. Right. And it's- but it's not necessarily the engine because you can actually make a supermotard a little bit friendlier on the freeway. You just sure. got to be careful with the gearing. Yeah, right. Well, the XR will pull the gears. Yeah, you just sure. got to buy a Husqvarna 701. Yeah, yeah. There you go. yeah. If you want that, <laughs> but yeah, if you want to try it out, you can't go wrong with the DRZ 400. No, it's an 80 mile an hour bike. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't expect any more, and if you enjoy chucking it around and having fun with it, the best supermoto is the one you build yourself. Yeah. There you go. I mean, thing is with that DRZ, it's a versatile platform. If you want to do like kind of light off road or whatever, put some 17 inch knobby design. You got something like right. that or enduro tires. You know, um, you could always sell it, and there's always going to be buyers for it. Knock. So. Mm-hmm. What would Emma's supermoto be? You know. Oh, it would be a second goozy something. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> DR650. Oh okay. yeah, DR, yeah, that's yeah, right. Cool. That's right. DR650. DR650. Yeah. All right, so. We're getting to the end of the show, so we have the question to oh. ask our guests. Oh, yeah. Uh, Amanda, are you currently riding? I am not. What was uh, the last bike that you've you've owned? Um, yeah, the Yamaha. The, the red one, Layla. Yeah. Lay- yeah, she she Layla. knows the name she okay, gave it. Okay, what kind of bike was it? <laughs> I think it was an XJ. It was... Uh, it was bought just so she could kind of ride it around. Is it like a little cruiser, like a, a 250 or no, something? No, it was a 600. Oh, okay. oh it's yeah. Diversion. Okay. Right. Yeah, XJ600. Division? No, Diversion. Diversion, okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, is there a, a bike, bike, Amanda, mm-hmm. that you look at and go, I take it up the butt for that? Yeah, it's the one from India that I love. Oh, the oh, Enfield. Royal Enfield. Yeah. Those are cool looking bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. They're, they're great good, good, good looking job. bikes. Yeah. All right, Shay. Okay. Yeah. And what is your up you the told, bike? You told me this was coming, and mm-hmm. I had to kind of put some thought into mm-hmm. it. Is this like a bike I want to just like have in my living room? Or you can do whatever you want with it. It doesn't matter what That's you do with it. That's already happened for you before. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking maybe a Vincent, honestly. Ooh. I've seen a couple of those. That's like the second most bike. Yeah. Yeah. I went to 
to I think Quail Lodge when they had the, mm-hmm. the land speed stuff and they had the original Vincent where the guy laid down. Oh, the black oh, rolling yeah. that breeze, that, light, black lightning. Yeah, yeah. And something. I think that bike specifically that, would probably be the that's one. That's a good yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And I would just put Parker right in the middle of the living room, hanging on a wall. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Which has already happened. Just, just <laughs> to clear that yeah, up. That Having motorcycles in our living room has already happened. Yeah. Yep. Good call. Well, again, I wanted to thank you guys for coming out and joining us. Yeah, well, great. Yeah, yeah, thank and you. It's an amazing time. Um, follow them. It's it. It's gonna be. 2019 is going to be a big year for you. Yeah. Both for you. Yeah, we're really pushing the YouTube channel, and I think we're going to set up a GoFundMe just to start um, helping out with the funds. Yeah, because you're the only, like, you're it. Yeah. You've been doing everything. Me and Amanda, and I got a couple other friend engineers who will kind of step in to do a little bit of programming for me when I need it, or, you know, print stickers or stuff like that. But it's me. It's all me, pretty much. But this is, I mean, this is Misfits approved. You, This is biker shit going on here. This is sheds with mud on the floor. Yeah. And record-breaking bikes being built from nothing. I mean, yeah. this is this is hardcore. We'll shit. have to plan another uh, field trip out there. Yeah, come on out. Yeah, yeah. anytime. Have some fun. Um, I wanted to um, just uh, give a recommendation um, to anyone out there who wants to go see the movie Us. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The Jordan Peele movie. I've heard mixed reviews. It was filmed here in Santa Cruz, right? And prominently features much of Knox artwork. Really? What? I haven't seen it, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude. Wait, what? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. That's cool. Yeah. That's what? pretty cool. <laughs> well, yeah. no, no. <laughs> What's this film about? It's a horror movie. Okay. And um, <clears throat> if you want to see, like, we talk about Santa Cruz all the time, Sunny Santa Cruz. You can see it in this movie. It's prominently featured. Is I it heard sunny these... or dark in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> it, it It's sunny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, dark, they, well, they, but it's sunny. They, they're I mean, down at the boardwalk. They're right. <clears throat> on West Cliff. Oh, they're cool. all over. There's been a couple of films filmed here. If anybody wants to, <clears> there's a Dirty Harry. List. Yeah, which Dirty Harry was filmed here? It's one I of the later ones. Sudden Impact. Sudden Impact. Oh, yeah. It was Killer in Santa Clowns Cruz. from Outer Space. Get impaled Boys. on the carousel. Yes. Um, <laughs> and the obvious one is Lost the uh, the Lost Boys. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And uh, Super Bee or what's the the Transformers? Bumblebee. 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 That's out right now. But I I saw us last night and I really enjoyed it. Okay, yeah. it does have a good twist. Is so it? go see us and think of us while you're there. <laughs> I heard they say Santa Cruz like a whole lot. Like we're going to Santa Cruz, to yeah. Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz. Yep, yep, yeah. Okay, good. Super there super product placement there. Perfect. And uh, upcoming events. Uh, I mentioned a few of us are going to be in two weeks. We're going to be at the Carrizo Plains. Um, uh, is that in ADV? two weeks? That is in two weeks. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to get my tires, man. Wait, oh, yeah, are you coming? Chorizo? I think so. It's like spelled chorizo. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, a I thought it was a chorizo plane. It's, it's a spicy field. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's in two weeks. And then spicy three weeks after that on May 4th. May the fourth be with you. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. the quail? That's oh yeah. That's and, the bachelor party too. And Hill it's also, climb, ooh. slide. Oh no! Oh, oh man, it's also the That's same. That's the quail. And oh, the same man. weekend you as can't uh, do crazy stuff at quail though. Can't. I don't think so. No, and this is also the same weekend as uh, the Vespa Club Las Gatos rally, <laughs> having our thirtieth anniversary this year. Well, um, the quail. Uh, well. 
they're going to be featuring um, Malcolm Smith, and we're working on getting an interview with him. No shit. Very cool. Yeah, he's getting the Lifetime Achievement Award from the AMA. Are, are you going to ask him what his up the butt bike is? I just might, because he owns a dealership. He's like, what? But, he, but he's not the only one receiving an award that day. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Who else is receiving an award? Yours Lifetime. truly. Yes. Oh, nice. I'm yeah. so tickled pink that I'm going to be getting an award at the same time as Malcolm Smith. Yeah, at the quail. At the quail? Are you kidding me? Boy, they're awesome. setting that bar really low, ain't wow. they? <laughs> kind of a big deal. Exactly. Nice. I know. I hope I can get a ticket. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. It's so funny if they made you pay for the whole thing. Jeez. Uh, I know. Yeah. Oh, we'll oil, we'll oil our way in somehow. Yeah, so, and I just sure. wanted to say to everyone else out there, it's spring. It is spring. Yes. Get out and ride. It's I know time. a lot of our listeners li- they live vicariously through us through the winter, but it's 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 time to ride and check your mm-hmm. tires. Check your tire pressure. Yeah, that's tire a good pressure. one. Because you can't ride on 10 PSI, darling. No, you can. You can. I've done it. <laughs> Not for long. Yeah. You can. You right can. out there, stay hydrated, have a safe ride. Exactly. So and, again. And make sure you're wearing clean underpants. Your mother's <laughs> very worried about you. <laughs> so thank you to everyone uh, for listening, especially thank you to our Patreon subscribers and keeping mm-hmm. us going. You guys are the bestest. Yes. They're not so bad, are they? No, we like them. <laughs> Pretty damn cool. Even the LARPers. <laughs> they're the, they're the oh, best man, ones. You're going to lose like 10, 10 subscriptions. <laughs> no, That's but you right. know what? I really enjoyed um, going to the Harley dealership because they treat you well and they give you food and drinks and shit. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you, you know, if you want to kill some time and just go meet cool people. Go to Harley Davidson. It's like a Harley branded hot dog. Oh yeah, brother! The grill mark. I tell you what, though, it goes in branded. It don't come out branded. Oh, gross! What? Because that that would be the ultimate larper. That's the bar and shield dog. Oh my god! I think I just took this in a weird place. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you guys for coming out. We're definitely going to stay in touch. And yeah, I want to come out again when it's not so muddy. Into the other tent full of bikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, there's multiple tents. They're trash. There's multiple buildings Ooh. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. It's going to be good. And to visit the goats. There you go. Of yeah, they'll be a little awesome. bit bigger. Hey, so, what are your goats' names? Just curious. Do you guys we got Rudy, Daisy, and Denzel. Jeez, that's awesome. Those are great goat names. Yeah. I would have thought face. a goat named Denzel would be. That's a great goat name. Yeah. Wait, is Denzel the one that butts you on the shin? He's yes. the, the little guy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Feisty. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Training day with Denzel. Feisty. <laughs> yes. That's a lot of fun. He's a feisty boy. And go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. You'll find oh, the is, links to everything there. Is our website back up? The website is back it up. Is. It was down for Yay. a couple days. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it is back up. Little server crash. And just a last announcement. If you want to order one of the limited edition uh, t-shirts, they we are out of mediums. We now only have large, extra large, and 2XL. Jeremy, I'm giving you the stink eye right now. I was looking at the snow train. It was pretty cool. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. Let's get out of here. This is Eliza. This is Doc. Mm, bagel. Emma, darling. Amanda. Shay. <laughs> Jeremy. James. We're out of here. Cold, cold.